Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. How terrible is wisdom when it brings no profit to the wise, Johnny. You think posing as the devil, you think it's going to scare me? <laughs> it ain't. Because I know who I am. And I know who I am. If I had cloven hooves and a pointed tail, would you be more convinced? You're crazy. I know who I am. You're trying to frame me. You're trying to frame me. Cypher, I know who I am. You murdered them people. I never killed nobody. I'm afraid you did, Johnny. Frankly, you were doomed from the moment you slit that young boy in half. Johnny. For 12 years, you've been living on borrowed time and another man's memories. Don't worry, no one will mourn one less lawyer in the world. There's death everywhere these days, Johnny. But what gives human life its worth anyway? Because someone loves it, hates it. The flesh is weak, Johnny. Only the soul is immortal. Yours belongs to me. However cleverly you sneak up on a mirror, your reflection always looks you straight in the eye. <laughs> that is the groovest, coolest, smoothest. Right there. Good afternoon and welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. As always, I am joined alive in the studio by the master of production engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove remains satiny smooth. And let me tell you something that is satiny smooth right there. Vico yeah. Padre. Is this a Glockenspiel? Is it Glockenspiel? That's your Mike Oldfield line of the day, right? Where he's he's doing tubular bells and he's like naming all of the instruments. He goes, Glockenspiel. I have a 45 of tubular bells. (laughs) Yeah, the two-parter. We we play a lot of Mike Oldfield. A lot of Mike Oldfield. In, in my car, you don't know. Yeah, that people, fresh people, air. People only know that, but uh, he's got a, a lot of great songs. Like, uh, and I'll I'll put it in one of my sets. He's got you know, poison arrows, crystal gazing to France. It's it's very schmaltzy, like folk tronic sure. kind of, but from the olden days. Yeah. A la Alan Parsons project. In oh, that same, okay. In that same vein, you know, sounds good at the Ren Fair. That kind of. Thing. <laughs> of course, every group done. Springs from an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live 
and downloading the show here in America and around the world. Yo, winter in Miami. How you doing, pal? Uh, enjoying the enviable Oh, yeah. Weather. You go ahead. You feel free to envious. Yeah, really. Exactly. Yeah, That's, yeah. That really is it. I'll tell you, back-to-back uh, show openings with Robert De Niro. We had uh, Casino last week and uh, Angel Heart this week. You know. He's in everything. He is. Alas. Hey, one month until the Bolton book breaks, baby. You're more excited than I am. Well, right. well, wait for the cow. I told you, I had the mother of all hangovers coming in. I, uh, I was telling you that I watched the premiere episode of... Uh, a show last night on CNN called uh, "What's Eating America" with Andrew Zimmern. Yeah, you know? yeah. We'll, we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about that other thing later. But <laughs> I found out something that I had no idea about. This, check this out. Do you know that it is illegal to hire somebody who is an undocumented alien to work, but it is not illegal for an undocumented alien to work. That's not actually they. I, they're not. They're know. not breaking the law. The person who hires them is. I didn't know that. Okay. And well, most of them don't know it. That was what I thought was incredibly interesting. I, I had no I idea. Did, I didn't know that either. I mean, I knew that that hiring them was against the law. Yeah. But I didn't know that uh, working illegally. I, I saw during during the show what I thought was hilarious. I saw a uh, commercial for Golden Corral, and it starts off with the uh, the slogan "Different folks have different strokes." I was like, "Hey, you eat a Golden Corral long enough, you're going to have different strokes. A whole series of strokes." Along with heart ailment, there's a fucking diabetes factory. Uh, quick shout out um, to a, a friend of the show, Sal Maida, who has a terrific show of his own uh, called The Spin Cycle on Lot Radio. I mentioned this uh, on the uh, year-end show. I was talking about people who had been doing things. Well, I uh, gave a teaser for his uh, new book. It's kind of a memoir, um, and it is now out. It's called Four Strings. Four strings, phony proof, and 345s. Adventures from Roxy Music Sparks and Milk and Cookies. Bonus package here is that uh, the forward for the book was written by Lenny Kay, whom I met and who, you know, Patty Smith, you know, Patty Smith's guitar player, right. put together, you know, assembled the uh, Nuggets collection uh, that I, you know, can't live without, literally. And, you know, if, if it's. Uh, if Lenny's on it, then it's definitely worth getting it on. You know, so that's uh, available wherever you get your uh, rock and roll reading material. Needless to say, we got a lot to get to today, though. We really do. We got to get get to it. Uh, yeah, let, me, let me see what we got. We got uh, President Trump finally finds his Roy Cohn, which causes the warden at Leavenworth to ask, Where's my Roger Stone? <laughs> S.E. Cup expresses her dismay at Democrats leaving the gloves on during the New Hampshire debate. Meanwhile, Mike Smirconish's anticipation of a brawl during the primaries leading to the bench-clearing Donnybrook of a brokered convention has many of the Democrats on Broad Street asking, where's our Dave Schultz? You have to be a hockey fan for that one. Nate Silver shouts, new poll in a crowded theater. The coronavirus cranks up the dead Kennedys before going on a holiday in Cambodia. I'll try and describe these sleepless nights drenched in a cold sweat that I endured during my emergency detox off of Sean Hannity. (laughs) Also, the latest installment from our crack GAT investigative squad is Bloomberg playing possum with his billions. Okay. All righty. Plus the uh, confession of a Republican not named Mitt 
the president's hint of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And later on, George and I will explain why the DNC should hire the Houston Astros general manager that was recently fired for cheating. Here's a hint. Check out the huge ring he's still wearing. Okay. All right. Of course, all of that is going to be immersed in the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. It is just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that really matters anymore. Yeah. Hollywood. A Florida, that is. Means it is just past 9 a.m. on a big island. Aloha to the Kau crew. Just past 7 at night, Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, Lisbon, the rest of Western Europe. And just past 9 p.m. in Istanbul, where a brand new book on Erdogan has Turkey on edge. At least until RCG returns with a swirl of mayo and tops it with groove. <laughs> Yo, you. I am. You yeah? Yeah. yeah. You I ready to get heard. this uh, caucus all raucous? Oh. Oh. I have to write that down? Yeah, saddle up, y'all. This is the Groove of Dawn on SoFloRadio.com.
a confession. I, I certainly don't feel guilty about being a Republican. I've always been a Republican. My father is, his father was, the whole family is a Republican family. 
I voted for Dwight Eisenhower the first time I ever voted. I voted for Nixon the last time. But when we come to Senator Goldwater, now it seems to me we're up against a, a very different kind of a man. This man scares me. Now, maybe I'm wrong. A friend of mine has said to me, listen, just because uh, a man sounds a little irresponsible during a campaign doesn't mean he's going to act irresponsibly. You know that theory that the White House makes the man. I don't buy that. You know what I think makes a president? I mean, aside from his, his judgment, his experience, are the men behind him, his, 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 uh, his advisors, the cabinet. And so many men with strange ideas are, are working for Goldwater. You, you hear a lot about what these guys are against. They seem to be against just about everything. But what are they for? The hardest thing for me about this whole campaign is to sort out one Goldwater statement from another. A, a reporter will go to Senator Goldwater and he'll say, Senator, on such and such a day, you said, and I quote, blah, 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 whatever it is, end quote. And then Goldwater says, well, I wouldn't put it that way. I, I can't follow that. I, was he serious when he did put it that way? Is he serious when he says he wouldn't put it that way? I, I, I just don't get it. Uh, a president ought to mean what he says. President Johnson, now... Johnson, at least, is, is, is talking about facts. He says, look, we got the, the tax cut bill, and because of that you get to carry home X number of dollars more every payday. We got the nuclear test ban, and, and because of that there's X percent less radioactivity in the food. But, but Goldwater, often you can't, I, I, I can't figure out just what Goldwater means by the thing she says. I read now where he says, a, a wave... A craven fear of death is sweeping across America. What is that supposed to mean? If he means that people don't want to fight a nuclear war, he's right. I don't. When I read some of these things that Goldwater says about uh, total victory, I get a little worried, you know? I wish I'd been at that convention in San Francisco. I mean, I wish I'd been a delegate. I really do, because I, I would have fought, you know? And I wouldn't have worried so much about party unity, because if you... Unite behind a man you don't believe in. It's a lie. I mean, when the head of the Ku Klux Klan, when all these weird groups come out in favor of the candidate of my party, either they're not Republicans or I'm not, I've thought about just not voting in this election, just staying home, but you can't do that because that's, that's saying you, you don't care who wins, and, and I do care. I think my party made a bad mistake in San Francisco, and I'm going to have to vote against that mistake on the 3rd of November.
There you go, baby. Excellent use of cowbell. We love, we love it there. We're an American band. Of course, uh, the classic, classic song. Now, that version by the Dead Daisies. Uh, it's a live version. came out last year. band was created by a guy named Dave Lowey out of Australia, of course. It's got like a, a rotating uh, bunch of people in a band from... Uh, you know, members of like the cult, Din Lizzy and Dio and uh, well, Jimmy Barnes, who's also in, you know, one of the other bands I like, Living Loud, you know, from Australia. This guy, Lowey, uh, what's his name again? It's uh, Dave Lowey. He's an investment banker. His family, like, started an investment banking firm. And he's also an aviator, and he put the band together in 2013 down in Australia. So there you go, Dead Days Before That, Willie Mitchell, That Driving Beat. That is the B-side to a song I played uh, some time ago. Everything is going to be all right. Came out in 1965. That cat trumpet player out of Memphis, Tennessee. Before that, the classic. Can't go wrong with it. The OJ's Backstabbers. From the album Backstabbers came out in 72. It's boys from Philly. The classic Philly sound. The uh, guys that did that song, uh, it's a Gamble and Huff. These guys, you know, did everybody. They did uh, Teddy Pendergrass. And, uh, they did, uh, they wrote and recorded a... Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. It was at uh, Billy Paul. We've got a thing going on. Love that shit. Before that, I talked about this last week, the uh, Confessions of a Republican. That is an ad from 1964's uh, LBJ uh, campaign. <laughs> you know, my favorite line in that, of course, is, you know, uh, Johnson says there's uh, we've got the nuclear test ban treaty, so that means there's uh, X percent less radioactivity in the food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's still radioactivity in the food. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, well, it needs time to settle. Right, you know, that's, exactly, that's exactly it. But um, I'll tell you what I thought was interesting in that, because it reminded me of what I was talking about last week, was uh, he's saying, you know, when these groups, the KKK and these weird groups, mm-hmm. you know, come out, you know, weird groups, or as Megyn Kelly calls them, marginalized groups. They're marginalized. Yeah, right. I see. Yeah, they're marginalized. They're marginalized. They just want to sit at the table. They're marginalized I, groups. Yes, I know. The Nazis. The Nazis. They, they want a seat at the table. The Germans have a a joke. I don't know if you call it that. When you have, What do you have when you have a table with uh, 10 people and one Nazi? A table with 11 Nazis. <laughs> That's, That's like, the, yeah. What was the, uh, there's, there's a, uh, mm-hmm. classic, uh, was it, uh, one out of, I, I, you know what? I have it here somewhere. I swear to God, I actually found this somewhere. I just have to, rem- I have to figure out where, what I did with it. Uh, damn it. I have it. Here it is. Uh, did you know that one out of three Trump supporters are just as stupid as the other two? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I saw that one. I was like, wow, well done. That's uh, pretty well done. Before that, The Dirty Knobs. Reckless Abandon, that is from Reckless Abandon. It's their new album. came out in 2019. It's the debut album by uh, Mike Campbell, the guitar player from uh, Tom Petty. I, when I first heard that song, yeah, and he also, I guess after Tom Petty passed away when uh, Fleetwood Mac uh, got back together, he was touring with them, playing guitar with them. When I first heard that song, my first thought was, that sounds like my friend Eric Alterman. Oh, that explains Slogans. Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> Stop Dragging My Heart. I was my wondering heart. how that happened. Yeah. I was. <laughs> 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 
then of course there's the X-rated version. Stop dragging my heart on around, but that's oh, oh, before oh. that spitting image. We're gonna just run right by that one. Uh, JB's Latin beat. That's a 45 that was released in 1969 on the Massey label out of Los Angeles. A lot of uh, interesting uh, kind of one-off groove tracks that were done. And kicking off the set, Pink Sigs. The song is called Noose. That is from their brand new album, Pink Sigs. Came out this year. Brand new. On this show today, these, those, those guys are from, uh, from England. A lot of brand new rock and roll. We were talking about this. We mentioned a couple of times, oh, there's no good rock and roll coming at you. Fuck you. Right. There's, I've got tons of it. Tons of it. Yep. Tons of it. I just switched back to Pandora from uh, Amazon I don't even Music. do Pandora. It's not. Oh, a- it's, it's, I love her. That's my relationship <laughs> that I'm in right now. Pandora. Sorry, Alexa, you're just, you, you aren't, uh, you know, you're fine for the sleep sounds, the ocean sounds and everything. And the- <laughs> But you don't know what you don't That's know what I affair. like. Yeah, right. She doesn't know You're what I like. You're married to Pandora. You Pandora. have an affair with Alexa. Uh, you know, Pandora. This is the thing about Pandora. It's like, hey, fine. You know, go ahead, explore your options. I know. Okay. I know you'll be back because I know that nobody knows you like I know you. <laughs> and vice and versa. She's right. It was nice to have Pandora back in my car. It was wonderful. It was oh, very, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there, you know, there, there is. There's lots of great rock and roll out there. Go looking for it. It ain't that hard to find. You know, this is the problem with no decent radio anymore. You can't blame it on the radio anymore because as a former radio person, and you know this, you know this as well as I do, it has been a long time yes. since we could depend on radio. Yes. All right? I agree. Long. Long time. We, we had to... Cry and shame. Uh, right. We that ha- was always how I discovered my music. Of it was on course. Drive, to- drive time. We discussed it from the inside. In the car. But it used to be I a source of pride. Heard, it was it in the used car. to be the stations, and, it, and this is from the management level, the stations used to be in a contest to see who could play something first. Oh, please. And now, WLIR in New York, man. They were great. And now they're in the contest to and see who will be the last to play it first because, the, God forbid, we should play something who that can isn't hold established. Up, who can basically it's do the over. best at playing none of it? They're over. And you know what? They Classic has, rock. They hastened their own demise. They sped their own collapse. They did. That's a song we were playing in the next set, by the way, Speed the Collapse. <laughs> I saw, I so saw that. A yeah. little foreshadowing there. Nice, nice. Yeah. So what caught my eye recently? I've got some good news. I have okay. good news. If you remember, uh, I was bitching and moaning last week uh, about uh, you know how China had managed to build this 1,000-person hospital, and we, we still have a homeless right. problem. Well, guess yeah. what? Yeah. As homelessness plagues Los Angeles, success comes for veterans. In California's biggest city, a nearly 400-acre campus with new housing represents one of the country's most ambitious plans to address veteran homelessness. They basically took uh, this place, I guess it's in Santa Monica. Where is it? It's somewhere you know, in Los Angeles, but... What they did is they they turned a uh, an old like barracks or whatever it was uh, originally used um, to ha- to house uh, uh, veterans years ago, and uh, they have rehabilitated the existing buildings and built new ones on this campus. Okay. And it's uh, got 1,622 units in total, 
Uh, there are already 54 homeless veterans in there. 120 units are scheduled for 2021. They're developing an emergency shelter. Um, it is basically they, they put it together um, for strictly for veteran, homeless veterans. It's, you know, that, what I've been great. talking about. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think this is the kind of thing we should be doing much, much more of. And I'll tell you something. One of the uh, the guys that they interviewed in here, one of the veterans, said it's he liked the fact that he was living in a place with other veterans, people that identified with his mm-hmm. life experience that is so unique to our fighting forces. Right on. To people that have done that. So, bravo. I, I'm all over that uh, for you. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's Carney Evil 9 is being turned into a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Okay. They just can't come up with ideas anymore, so they got to go back to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah. It was bound to happen. Yeah. From, Everyone uh, gets their turn. It's from brain salad surgery, you know. So, I, you know, I just thought you'd like that. It's something to mm-hmm. look forward to right sure. there. Uh, we got some coronavirus news, as always. A little coronavirus news. Get out of the way. A a cruise ship that had been turned away by several countries because they feared that, uh, you know, a whole bunch of the passengers might be infected was finally given permission to dock in where? Holiday in Cambodia. Yeah, in Cambodia, man. They don't care. Yeah, I said I can only assume that that a dead Kennedy's tribute band has been booked for the main ballroom instead of my new post-punk trans hip-hop band, the Wuhan Virus. We were originally booked, and then they got a Dead Kennedys tribute band, you know, because uh, of destination. Okay. The the I I already mentioned this my conspiracy theory. Okay, all right, and now top story in the news yeah. is always coronavirus. It's coronavirus now. I, I know you. it's ex- it's an exciting time. Well, but do you know what the worst thing is about Eric, the coronavirus outbreak? No, it? it's almost impossible to find fried bat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> almost, yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. That's almost. the whole thing. I mean, you really gotta look. I mean, <laughs> it used to be just try yeah, anywhere. You I'm know, gonna open up my old wet market here. I'm wet oh with blood God. and tears and I know wet with virus <laughs> and gills <guilt>. soaking <laughs> in virus. I uh, <laughs> some of the stuff though, it's you know, and they they. There, there are people out there, you know, now every – the people that they're interviewing to talk about this are all people that have written these books like The Coming Pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people that like predict, predicted this. That's story. a whole movie genre unto itself. Yeah, the, all these people that have been like – that hopped on the Malthusian bandwagon years ago and said this is how the yeah. world ends – Quote unquote. Okay. One of my top five favorite genres, right behind nunsploitation. <laughs> nunsploitation? <laughs> Devil worshipping lesbian nuns. Oh, you know, please. they just can't make enough of those that's movies. That's got to be. That's a Russ Meyer movie, if ever there was one. Either that or yeah. Roger Corman. That's a Roger I'm, Corman I'm sure movie. he's thrown a few of those in there. Oh, please. There's, you know, this is the other thing that that uh, is going, you know, what's going on around the rest of the world. While we're not paying, you know, while we're obsessed. Mm-hmm. What's important to other people? Yeah, what's a, what's important? <laughs> Plague. <to, laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Syria is flaring up again. 
Okay. <laughs> I have an ointment. <laughs> Syrian, it's a well, soothing. Well, yeah, that would be uh, the Russian. For your Syrians. The Russian ointment I, because yeah, they're that, moving thought, on in. That's, yeah, but that's okay. that's what's exasperating it. That's the irritant. <laughs> that's it's unbelievable. Salt yeah. in the wound, as it were. Uh, Sinn Féin, the uh, oldest it's, political party in Ireland, actually won. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, I lived there for years and my mom, you know, goes back and forth quite often. And uh, we pay attention to this stuff. And I was living there in the 70s when, you know, the Sinn Féin was basically the political wing of the provost, the uh, provisional IRA. And the Labor Party, which had been quite prominent in Irish politics, gone, gone. They, they just they got wiped out. And I was talking to my mom. She said, you know, this is what happens when the youth of today who now can vote, 20, 25, and 30-year-olds mm. w- who weren't around in the 70s watching their friends get blown up. You know, I mean, I missed getting blown up on on Grafton Street one day. I missed it by about a half hour. I hopped on the, uh, on the 45, 45 out to Bray, you know, and the 78A out to Greystones. But I, you know, I missed getting blown up on Grafton Street by about a half hour, 45 minutes. They set off a, a bomb... Near a uh, restaurant, Captain America's, you know, which is a great hamburger place upstairs there on Grafton Street. But, you know, they don't know any, they don't remember that. Okay. So they're all now for the Sinn Féin. And I'm fine with that. I just wish there was some, uh, you know, historical context for their desire to eliminate this other party, basically. They just say that the Labor Party's gone, as Mm. is the case. In England now, the nationalism that is, you know, that is sweeping the world, us, them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this one I thought was interesting. There was an article in the New York Times, and I, I, I remembered reading about this a year or so ago. There is um, a dam being built in, I guess, Ethiopia, I think. All right. Okay, it's, it's on the Nile, and it's about 2,000 miles south of where it flows into the Mediterranean. Okay. Okay, so it flows north. The Nile flows north. The Nile yes. flows north. And so, of course, this is now going to be, they're, they're going to be turning on the first turbines, uh, turbines, turbines, turbines. The turbines, okay. yeah, tur- whatever. people with turbines are going to turn on that's the turbines. Right. They're electric turbines. You should see them at night. <laughs> that's it, okay. <laughs> But that's going to happen like this summer. They're going to have a, uh, you know, they're creating basically like a Lake Powell type thing mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be the size of Washington, D.C. Mm, okay. Yeah. And um, this is now going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Egypt, Ethiopia, because, and, you know, I talked about this years ago, that water and controlling water is going to be a major source mm-hmm. of conflict in years to come. Sure. Okay? Th- keep an eye on this because the real problem here is that America, the United States decided that uh, they were the people that were going to help, you know, help these help these two parties settle things because right. we have such a good record of doing that mm-hmm. in that part of the world. We're, we're so... We're Our so credibility accom- is Yeah, just we're so accomplished. The, right, it's off Our the chart. Com- Jared, Jared Kushner, he's the man. Oh, man, we got street cred street in the cred. Middle East oh. with Jared. Oh, Jared's the man. Um, the <laughs> I, I'm, 
I, I the, the first thing I thought of when I saw the uh, the bar interview on ABC, where he's like, you know, I never spoke to him, and um, yeah, you know, um, he stopped me from doing my job. There's a scene in a movie Heat, the Michael Mann movie, where mm-hmm. Pacino decide, you know, he he has some snitch, and the guy goes, I met this guy uh, that I knew, and you know, in Long Park. Uh, you know, did a couple, three years, and I ran into him on the street. And the guy goes, and Pacino's like, oh, big deal. He goes, let me tell you something. This guy's a big bean for action. Now, if he'd have said nothing, I'd have thought nothing. Mm-hmm. But immediately he goes on and on about how he ain't doing anything, and mm-hmm. there's nothing going on. So right then, mm-hmm. I know. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was it me think he doth he protest, protest too, too much? much yeah. yeah, that's the, the part of the I, yeah, you're not fooling anybody, yeah, Bill. He's, yeah, he's really not. I uh, I wrote down that there was this thing where people were saying, you know, uh, uh, Joe Biden is just a noun, a verb, and, a, and Obama. Right. Okay, and Giuliani was a noun, a verb, and 9-11. 9-11, right. Yeah, well, Barr is a noun, a verb, and a cover-up. Nunes is uh, a noun, a verb, and a conspiracy theory. Uh, Fox News hosts, a noun, a verb, and an alternative fact. And Trump, a noun, a verb, and a lie. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty easy, right? I thought the uh, and the, the noun and the verb are lies. The noun, right? And yeah, and are grammatically incorrect within the sentence. Uh, <laughs> I said that uh, I, I was the, the, there's basically a a generic all purpose meme for Trump supporters. It's oh yeah, what about and then insert not noun verb and lie here. That's it. What about and that's it. You're done. So I figured, I'll tell you one thing, with Bloomberg, we're going to be faced with uh, our thing where people accuse him of shit, and we go, yeah, well, what about, we're going to be in that situation. Oh, I, I know, I know. I mean, that's, <laughs> they can't, they can't say that. I mean, they will, they're all, they are, they're, oh, but he said, and they, they, yeah, right. Well, I, like, you, so disingenuous. Obviously, you don't care about morals or class yeah, or, yeah. or dignity. Or, I said, what did I say on the last show? <laughs> well, wait till they get in, yeah. wait till they get into stop and frisk. They're going to be condemning him for stop right. and frisk. Yeah. A policy that, that by they the love. Pro- not, right. not just they love, mm-hmm. but that President Trump openly supported was sure. during his campaign, I might add. Right. Okay. They're already, uh, you know, labeling Bernie the socialist, as I said. Sure. Uh, Buttigieg, Pete's gay. gay. Yeah. Already right. pointed that out. I thought this was uh, this was interesting. Drudge of good. This is how it happens, by the way. This is the uh, Republican uh, media sphere spewathon. Mm. How it how it works. Matt Drudge, big headline. Hillary Clinton, possible VP. I told you. Remember? That, yeah. 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 Okay. It goes from there to the New York Post, to the Wall Street Journals, to Fox News. Now, of course, the Post, New York Post, Wall Street Journal, and Fox News are all owned by the same person. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're all owned by uh, Rupert Murdoch. Okay. Hillary Clinton. Okay. We know you don't listen to the show because you haven't been paying attention, but you should. Right. And here's, our, here's my suggestion because we've been talking about this. How'd mm-hmm. you like to be a hero? All you got to do is shut up and go back to the Clinton Foundation. Sure. Here's how she could be a hero. Go on. Go, do, go right out right now and say, no chance. He never asked me. I never considered it. I am not looking to be a vice president. The answer is no. Stop talking about it. It's a load of crap. 
The only reason you are doing it is that you can rile up your people about some bogus crap with my emails again, you schmucks. Move on. Well, here's here's what I think. It's it's a horrible idea. I shouldn't tell them this because they might they might actually she might hear this right. and go running with it. All right, yeah. because she's been stumping for Bernie lately, and that's why he's doing so well in the poll numbers. I told you that every time she she says really? something negative, every time she says something negative about Bernie, he gets a bump because that's how much they hate you, Hillary. That's huh. how much they hate you. So if you want to torpedo the Bloomberg campaign, just keep on doing what you're doing. If you deny it. They're going to say, ah, she's lying. She's denying it. Oh, anyway. yeah. It doesn't matter what she says. Right. They're going to call her a liar. If you want to talk. It doesn't matter what she does. Just having her in the news is all they want. They just want her there so that she can. Be, I know. Like I said, they hated her right up until she became a great talking point. If she wants to end the Bernie Sanders thing, and I know that uh, she, she does, does. but she's, her, her ego is going to force her to help him. But if she wants to hurt the Bernie Sanders campaign, she should start talking nice and saying good things about him and saying how much she wants to be his running mate. Yeah, good luck and, with that. Yeah, I know. It won't happen. But that would destroy him. Yeah. Everybody, see, because it, this is why he's doing well, and we can talk more about this later, is because in 2016, as now, he represents the, the anti-establishment, the non-establishment. He was always an independent. Yeah. And he wasn't an independent because the Democrats weren't f- to the left enough. All right, It's because they are what I've always said they were, and that is Republican light. Yeah, they take the sex. They, they, they're, right. They're, they're, when George Carlin was talking about the illusion of choice, he's talking about that status quo. Yes. And these people like Hillary and Biden who have this presumption, this presumption and this expectation that they're going to be the ones by virtue of the fact that they're straddling the fence and they don't understand why no one wants to rally around a fence straddler, right? which <laughs> yeah. is why Bernie did well in 2016 before he was cheated out of it by the DNC, which I found out then, much to my surprise, that they're not a government entity at all and they're not obliged to follow any rules of fairness no. at all. They're a club. Yeah, this is what I found out. We're going to so, talk about that yeah, later because so, it's, it's, it's really right. one of those things. I have my plan, but go ahead. Lincoln's birthday yes, was uh, Wednesday. You know, today is President's Day. And, uh, right. It was, on the, uh, it so was, I'd like to celebrate Teddy Roosevelt's presidency yeah. on President's Day. Well, I, I, that was the day I swore off Hannity. Okay, I was wondering because, man, you've got an endurance that I don't I had share. to. I had to, I had to fucking, I had to go into, I had to go into detox and rehab. And right. a halfway house and a whole thing. Ugh. I had to. I had he, to get off Hannity. He looks like the fat I cut off my pork chop. Here's the thing, though. Um, what I realized was, A, for me, it is infuriating. But it also, his shit doesn't really matter. He is preaching to a choir, okay, that wouldn't sing. In our church, right? Okay, even if theirs had been burnt to the ground, they're not they're right. they're they're not winnable in this election cycle, and maybe not even in the next election cycle. That is a long term project. That is, you know, you have to. That's that's a, you, intervention. Is, yeah, is what's yeah. necessary there. But for the moment, that shit doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Fox doesn't matter. The only thing that makes it matter is that other people decide to report on what they say. Don't worry about them. 
Mm-hmm. Don't just ignore them. Please ignore. Right. I've I've now I'll watch Fox, you know, in bits and pieces during the day. Okay, yeah. just to just to hear where they're coming from. Okay, and you know, just to just to pick up on whatever ridiculous Drudge inspired lunacy they're spewing out. Drudge used to be like I remember when Drudge started. It was all like you know entertainment. It was it was you know entertainment tonight bullshit. And he just figured out he could make more money by inciting he's gay, single, you know. issue, single issue voters. You know he's gay, right? I could care less. What right. I do he's care just, about is that he's another a one of those self hating, self log cabin Republican. Roy Cohn. Yeah. Roy yeah. Cohn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a Roy Cohn. Gay Edgar Hoover. Gay Edgar Hoover. Roy right. Cohn. Right. That boy was gay as a three dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Okay? And spent his whole life railing against gays and getting them yeah. kicked out of the government, the pink money, all that shit. So that was the day, the, the Lincoln's birthday. Mm-hmm. Lincoln's birthday was Wednesday, the 12th. Hey, Lincoln Legacy, where you at, boys? Where you at? Don't hear you talking about the uh, Southern strategy coming back to bite you in the ass. All right. Bill Maher talked about it. He said, you know, we've got this thing about machines, and every time we, you know, if you play these movies to the end, okay, it always turns out bad for the humans. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, the machines are single issue voters. <laughs> they right. are. Yeah. They're single issue voters, and the Republican Party pfft, been coddling them for years. Lincoln Legacy. Where were you during? Uh, you know, coded language. Coded language. I, the coded language during Reagan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Coded language. Dog whistles. Yeah. Where were you during the coded language? I don't. What coded? Code. What? What's a code for? Yeah. Oh, racism. Racism. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. That, you know, we did the show two weeks ago, and then, two, you know, the next day, uh, uh, Mitt Romney came out and caused a bit of a stir, mm-hmm. okay? Then, of course, he was acquitted. Uh, Trump was acquitted. And r- right before the acquittal, okay, right before that, this was what I thought was the most it's, – it's incredible who we now think – are the sane people, okay? Right. Okay, as Democrats, the people that we think are sane, ver- okay, Mitt Romney. Yeah. We used to think this guy was, you know, st- crazy as a shit house rat. Yeah. Okay, forget the Mormon shit. It was all the other shit. No, well, I, I, as I told you, no, and- being Mormon is a big plus in my book. If you've ever gotten to know the Mormons... It's I, I challenge you to find a Mormon that you don't like. like they're, yeah. they're they're very likable. So the, by the way, this this what he did, what he did, plays right into the Mormon handbook. All right, that that was so Mormon. What Sam he did, Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam Donaldson came out and said, "I'm backing Mike Bloomberg." Yeah. It's the first time he has ever come out and backed any candidate. So he's got... Ever, ever. He's got Judge Judy and Sam Donaldson. Oh, he's got a lot more than that, which we'll get into. But here's the thing, okay? This interview, I caught just a piece of this particular interview. You got that thing queued up for me? I do. This was from Hardball with Chris Matthews right the the day before the... uh, the vote came down to acquit. Go ahead. Is the safe vote voting for acquittal 
With all this evidence, the president did exactly what he's accused of doing? No, I don't think so. Chris, most of the American people understand that we didn't have a trial. We didn't have a fair trial. Susan's being very respectful, but most every single Senate Republican today outside of Mitt Romney was an absolute chicken shit. They put, Chris, they put party before country. I'm just asking a good Marxist question, a good economic determinism. Are they being driven entirely by the good economic news right now, generally? No, they're also driven by fear of his voters. They're scared to death, Chris, of his voters. They don't want to lose his voters. They don't. They know what Trump did was wrong. And for them to come out today and say it was inappropriate, Chris, they didn't have the courage to say that a month or two. Are they afraid he's going to shoot them? Let me go after him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, literally with the tweet and sick his supporters on them. A lot of these folks would still face primaries. They put Trump before country. It's nice to see that uh, Joe Walsh is a fan of the show. So we got two. Yeah, we got two Republicans with yeah. the honor and integrity. Joe Walsh, yeah, one-term congressman from mm-hmm. Illinois, who was a raving lunatic while mm-hmm. he was in office, out of his mind, completely balls out. Just like Jim Jordan crazy? Jim, yes. <laughs> yes. Jim okay. Jordan crazy. Wow. Matt Gates crazy. Devin Nunes crazy. McCarthy crazy. That's cuckoo for Cocoa okay. Puffs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lindsey Graham crazy. He no. was whacked. One Lindsey time, Graham crazy? That's, I mean, come on. That's a whole other level. you got to be completely inbred for generations to be that <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Talk, talk about a self-hating gay. Unbelievable. Here's so, a Southern that dandy. That is Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh said that. He actually was running against mm-hmm. Trump in the primaries. He tried that one out. At least he, at least he made the effort. God bless mm-hmm. him. This is now the voice of reason. That's the voice of reason. Hey, That's where we have gotten to I know. And nice to know he's a fan of the show because, as we've been saying, afraid of his voters. Yeah. Yeah, this is what happens when you spend half a century riling up various groups into a foam-at-the-mouth, arm-to-the-teeth mob. I don't think they regret a thing. Oh, I don't. They will. They will. But they don't now. They're, they're starting to. Just, it's starting to set in a little bit. There are some people out there who are thinking to themselves, you know, if this goes bad, it's going to go when it goes bad. It's inevitably going to, at some point or another. Yeah. Okay. No, the chickens will come home to, to roost, roost. Oh, but, they, but they're still out there. Yeah, they're still out but on the street. A, but there's a point. That you know that that in hushed conversations in the bowels of the uh, of Congress, they're whispering, "The fuck, man! Oh, I wonder mm-hmm. what I'm going to have. Wonder what I'm going to do once I once I get drummed out of politics." Uh, SE Cup. And others, yeah, they they seemed genuinely forlorn after the. Uh, I watched the New Hampshire the debate in New Hampshire, which was like on the Friday before the primaries. Okay, and she then comes on Saturday and was like bummed out that they didn't go after each other. That they were chummy and said, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we we do good, you know. And Bernie Sanders has said on numerous occasions, mm-hmm. okay, we no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay, in November, we got to vote against Trump. And yet, yeah. 53% of his supporters, like I said last week, have said they'll vote, but there's 47 that won't. And, 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 and now you got the Yang gang saying the same shit. You yeah, people, they're, I want to grab them and shake them. Yeah, and, you know, fuck them. Right. Fuck them where they eat. Right. 
fuck you, you yeah. motherfucking yeah, stupid assholes. ass. Yeah, you, you did know it what? Before you're going to do it again. Yeah, you did it before. You're going to do it again. Fantastic. You know, Talk if you it. love Bernie, listen to Bernie. Vote for whoever. Right. And we were talking about this a while ago. And here's the thing about Bloomberg. He said it flat out, flat out, flat out. Even if I'm not the nominee, I'm going to keep my, my thing I, in place I, I, and do whatever I got to do. Domino for Biscom. I'm sacrificing chickens to Chongo that that's what, the, that that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm seriously wondering about some of the people that we uh, – I mean, Smirconish, of course, is already just drooling, drooling over the prospect of a brokered convention. These guys want an all-out, you know, free-for-all, cocked hat. Shitstorm mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. They're living for it. They just can't wait. They just that's that's what they want. That's what they want. And their convention is first. The Republican convention is second. Okay? So you know, that's all they have to do is basically smack each other around, you know, for about three, four days on national television, and then two weeks later the Republican come in and go, look at those idiots. Can't get their own act together. Yep. It's just Iowa caucus time all over again. What I'm wondering about are some of the people that we haven't heard from yet. I'll give you one. Here's somebody that uh, that I think might have an impact if he wants to. You ready? Mm-hmm. Colin Powell. Hmm. Hey. 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 He's, he's hey. so boring. Yeah. But from a respect issue, I, a respect issue, unimpeachable. I don't know. Yeah, no. He went to the United Nations and did what he was told to do and then later said he was wrong. I, New that Yorker. Doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't. New Yorker. All right. New Yorker. That doesn't do it for me. I'm just saying people, but people like that, like that. You know what they like better? Than, than being a toady for the Iraq war when it was going on, voting against it, like Bernie Sanders, the only one that didn't. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's what, you know. I'm already. like that. Here's the thing. I already, this, this campaign is going to be, it's going to make you want to basically pull your hair out. Not the mm. hair on your head, by the way. You're going to want to pull the hairs out on your leg. One hair at a time, individually, with your fingers. I'm going to buy Yank them, yank the them out one at a time. Okay, I am already sick and fucking tired of Nate Silver in the 538 column of the New York Times. Let's just be clear about something. Okay? In 2016, he got it wrong. All wrong. He was wrong for months. He was wrong. They were completely and utterly wrong. They were literally Carl Rove from 2012. <laughs> That's what Nate Silver was in 2016. Now we want to pay attention to him again? I, you can't. I'm not, I'm not paying attention to any of these You people. can't. Okay? Right. I think we got a better shot. I was the Westminster Kennel Club. They had that fucking fag-ass, candy-ass, bitch poodle one. Okay? Yeah. The Sheltie should have won. The Shetland... That Sheltie was the fucking winner of that thing. Everybody wanted the, you know, the golden retriever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But here's what I did. I went back and looked at uh, best in show winners yeah. for the last 50 years and compared them to, uh, to uh, you know, who got elected. I'm going to tell you something. You got a better shot 
at using that as a predictor than fucking Nate Silver. Okay? Nate Silver, shut up! Okay. Seriously. And stop paying attention to him. I'm not. The national polls say, this is the other thing. The national polls say that all of these Democrats beat Trump. Yeah, that's a national poll. You fucking idiots. Who cares? Try, you know, I only care about polls in, what, six, seven states. And just to be clear, I don't even care about them. And here's why. The New York Times, at all, are talking about how Dems are secretly panicking mm-hmm. about Bernie Sanders. This is because what Trump, Trump's election proved, okay, is that you can no longer trust the voters. You can't right. trust the, the voters, voters or the pollsters or any but of you the... Can't, right. They can't trust the voters to do the right thing because they're too easily influenced. Yeah. I, okay, this is why I long... Right now, what we really do need mm-hmm. is the back room, the, the smoke-filled back room yeah. power broker saying, yeah, Bloomberg's the man, all right? We're going to dig up something right. on, on, on Sanders. We're going to kill him, okay, uh-huh. in the crib, as it were, mm-hmm. okay? And we're going to put somebody in there who we definitely think can win, okay? And then, once he's in, we're going to force him to start listening to things like how we get Medicare for those who want it, how mm-hmm. we uh, right. how we deal with income inequality. We're going to force him to do this shit. Or we will fuck, or so help me God, you're going to be yeah. a one-term bitch. And we will go back into our smoke-filled room in the back of the steakhouse and we'll find somebody else to fucking take your place. Right, but the good guys aren't used to playing that way because they're good. That's right. Well... There was an interesting article by a guy named Brett Stevens, New York Times, called the Trump Whisper Network. And he said, a new version of the Miranda warning seems to apply across all media, social and traditional. Anything you say or have ever said in context or out, deliberately or by misspeaking, can and will be held against you. There was um, a uh, report done. I actually... You know, read bits and pieces of this. And it's quite long. It is uh, difficult to read uh, to a great degree. But um, it is called Motivated Secrecy Politics, Relationships, and Regrets. It is from a couple of guys from Columbia University. Uh, it's a study that came out. Motivation Science is what it's based on. And really, This is what you and I talked about over and over again, that what you've got are – and it's it's very interesting if you want to read it, social motivation, guide the way we act, that kind of thing. This is why polls are meaningless, okay? Um, So-called secret voters, secret voters, supported Trump over Hillary Clinton by 2 to 1, 54% to 27%. Margin in 2016. That statistic should be every bit as alarming to Democrats this time around, not least because it suggests that polls may be dramatically underweighting the scale of Trump's support. Nobody wants to come out and say, you know, when when somebody goes, so who are you voting for? They they don't want to say, well, I'm a racist, I'm racist so of course I'm right. voting for right. Trump. So right. they don't. Right. They want to sound. They it's 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 right. their 
it's not Donnie Kruger. It's basically they just want to they want people to think they're smart. They want people to think they're decent. And they don't want to have to admit who they are. They're really racist. Are. That's why they wear hoods. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay, and his, they know it's wrong. They do know. That's it's why wrong. they're lying about it. Of course, of course they're yes. And this is why Nate Silver at all can stick it. Mm-hmm. Stick it in your ear. This doesn't matter. And even more importantly, this is why the the Nate, Ralph Nader's Raiders mm-hmm. and Jill Stein's crew and the Libertarians and the Bernie supporters and the Yang Gang people who are like, you know... Our way at a highway. Right. Okay? Let me tell you something, motherfucker. You take that highway. Trust me when I That's tell you. That's the highway to hell. Not just that. Okay? There's no fucking turnaround ramp. Right. You're dead to me, motherfucker. You're fucking Fredo! <laughs> you are fucking Fredo! You broke my heart. Yeah, you're Fredo to me. You're Fredo. Alright. Okay? You can't govern if you don't win. Right. Period. Right. Get somebody in there and make adjustments. Yes. At least win. You've got to win. Move in the correct direction. I can't tell you how many people, friends of mine, good friends of mine, people who I love. These are people who I love and adore, whose opinions I absolutely respect, are saying things like, I'll never vote for Bloomberg. Really? Never? Really? Never? Hang on a second. Never? What do you mean by never? What? The, you have a protest vote? Everybody, yeah. Okay. The, In they, the immortal words of Neil Peart, if you choose not to decide, you made a choice. They've all got them. Every camp has their, it's my, this person or I'm not voting. And I it's disgusting. I, I really, you know, the way you change America is from the inside. Right. And if you don't, if you protest vote, and guess what, motherfucker? You're on the outside. Yep. 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 Why participate in in shaping the government, in shaping legislation, when I can just fucking burn it down in the ground? And Bernie's supporters, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let, let, first of all, let me be clear about this. Medicare for all, MacGuffin. It's bullshit. It's all a right. bullshit question. You want to know why? Why? Same reason asking people if they support Trump is a bullshit question. Do you support Medicare for all? Well, yeah, in theory, I'd mm-hmm. love everybody to have top flight health care. Everybody. Universally mm-hmm. covered. Okay? But I live in the real world. I live in the real world where that kind of thing mm-hmm. takes legislation at the yin yang. You have to drag the Senate and Congress kicking and screaming. Right, that's not a president thing. Yeah, okay. If you okay, there's only one issue that matters. This is what Barack Obama did wrong. He had two years, mm-hmm. okay, two years, and he decided that he was going to take his majorities and do ACA, yeah. okay, right, the health care thing. Okay. What he should have done was campaign finance reform. That'd been That's great. the bill. Yep. That takes money out and lets you yep. pass everything else. Yep. The fucking morons. I agree. Okay. Stop worrying. About, you know, Lawrence Tribe, I think, said that he wanted to run for president. And if he was elected, he, he was going to run on one issue and one issue only. Campaign finance reform. And the minute it was passed, he was going to step down. Mm-hmm. He's like, All right, after that, we're done. 
And the shame of it is, the only way you can get something like that to happen is to figure out a way to pay off enough members of Congress to I vote know, for it. I know. Or somebody else comes along and pays them even more not to. Right. Of course. Of course. Okay. Bernie supporters, I'm with you. I am on tons of issues. Mm-hmm. Income inequality. There's the lunacy of our imperialist war, you mm-hmm. know, military industrial yep, complex. The, the, the way we, we love going into to foreign countries, literally sucking the lifeblood out of them, walking away. And then when the place turns into a cocked hat, throwing our arms in the air, going, hey, it's not our fault. Right. You yeah. know, Libya, great example. The, the most recent great example. Yeah. Okay. Basically, go anywhere in the world, and there's an example of us. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. I'm with you, Bernie supporters. I am. I went to University of Vermont. Right. It Everybody. Was my mayor. Hey, hey, may the best person win in the primaries, but then whoever does, everybody yeah. get behind that right, person. Right. That's a cardboard cutout. Yeah. I just. Yeah. Go ahead. I, have your, I've have got, your primaries. You I've know. got another person the day after the New Hampshire debate on Friday. On that Saturday, okay, and then the, the primary was the Tuesday, but on the Saturday, there's something called the uh, the McKierney-Sheehan dinner. Uh, Senator Sheehan from New Hampshire, they do this every year. And every one day, they talk about local politics, and it's a big dinner, and the various supporters are all around in the upper... You know, in the stands, and they all have their signs, and they each have a little area and stuff. And each candidate comes out for about five, ten minutes and says his spiel, and it goes away. Okay. It's great. It's fucking great. I came away from that with three thoughts, and I wrote this down, and I nailed it, too. I said, first thought, Biden's done. All right. Okay. Second thought, if Pete Buttigieg wasn't gay, yeah, he'd be a shoo Sure. Blood. JFK. I know. He'd be JFK. I, I know. He's great. He'd be fucking. But, okay. Yeah. But he's gay. He's gay. Okay. Here's, okay, the one, the candidate of all of them that actually got me to raise an eyebrow. That, and this is a person I think could be very, very critical as the primaries go on and then the election. Because powerful speaker. When I heard him, I was shocked at how mm. well he, he stood up there and did it. Duval Patrick, okay, the ex-governor of Massachusetts, the ex, okay, black ex-governor mm-hmm. of Massachusetts. First of all, I'm listening to what he's got to say, and I'm on board with that shit. All right. Crying shame he didn't get into the race until too late. You know, that he happened to come into it on the same day as, you know, I've got $60 billion, mm-hmm. stick it in your ear, pal. Okay? And I'm, you know, how can we let this guy buy another election? <laughs> Anything. Easily. We'll take it. Easily. Right. Yeah. Because that's how it works, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Until we pass that campaign finance reform. Thank yeah. you. And that's, you want to do something right? Yeah. Support Bloomberg. Stand behind him. Put Duval Patrick as his running mate. Great. Pete Buttigieg, Crow, this guy from uh, Colorado I was talking mm-hmm. about. Okay? Those guys, that's the future of our party right there. Let them be the future right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Bring these guys in and tell the Bernie supporters at the top of our agenda. Okay? And here's the other thing. 
tell the Bernie supporters what we want to do is campaign finance reform. That's yeah. that's our main issue. Yeah. So that people Bernie's like, all for it. So that but I want Bloomberg to come out and say, I want to do it so that people like me can never do this right. kind of thing again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You ready for some groove? I I am ready. All right, you put that set together. I hope you like it. Oh, we're gonna do it. It's the Los Georges set on the Groove Don at SoFlowRadio.com.
Feeling strange, paranoia took over me And it's weighing me down And I can't run any longer, y'all Knees to the ground Start 
Oakland Chief Seattle Puts little tree frogs on their letter head Cause the market resists and the market absorbs With a five-pointed leaf on the cover of Forbes, yeah Very strange people turn valleys to dams, yeah These are the ones that drink prairies to sand And they just assume you didn't know this land is your land But we can play the world back into our hands Gonna say it can't happen here Things will turn around just as sure as they said it Hell, things change and they'll always take the credit Williams and I don't play a lot of country sounding songs <laughs> although although lately I mean and and because with me I told you with me the uh, the tie that binds is it's always the melody and that's got a wonderful melody despite the the the, the twang to it but that's our, our folk contribution but I do, but I want to save that because I want to there, there was actually a, a theme here okay. because of the politics uh, books on the bonfire from the Bolshoi that's what kicked it, it off. And ni- it kicked it off, yeah. 1986, which represents the current situation. It's like, here we go. Oh, yeah. Here we go again, throwing books on the bonfire. Oh, yeah, for 450, you know, Let's get to the Fahrenheit. Everything, sure. Uh, the bonfire, the 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 sardonic uh, delivery of uh, of Trevor Tanner, uh, formerly Trevor Flynn, who you know from uh, the cult. Oh yeah, uh, March of Violets and the Lords of the New Church. Sure. So, oh yeah, Lords of the uh, The Bolshoi, guys. just such a so dripping with sarcastic uh, acidity. It's a great song. So it's a really good song. And, uh, and, and not their best, so I'll have to revisit them. And also not their best song, Metric, following that. Speeding the Collapse. Speed the Collapse yes. is the name of that, because that's a, going with the theme. You know, we're throwing books on the bonfire, yeah. and we're speeding. I love the, the Metric shit speeding was Speeding towards the collapse. Emily Haynes, who leads Metric. Metric, uh, and I'll show you a picture of him real quick while I'm talking. They're the closest thing that we have right now to... Um, to Blondie, oh, and yeah. uh, and and they're Canadian, and she does she collaborates with like the Chemical Brothers, and she does vocals for other people. Very prolific. Uh, they've got twenty good songs, and that's that's in the middle there. That just I, I felt that that was appropriate. That's no, great uh, too. Feed, keeping for the theme, and since we're speeding for our collapse, that's leading to anxiety. Uh, <laughs> Black Eyed Peas before they went totally commercial. Yeah, it's their third album, so they were like maybe. Uh, That's 60, the one song in that, 60, that I was familiar with. It was the Black Eyed Peas. I song. think I might have played that in the car yeah. uh, before when we were driving uh. around because I like it a lot. But uh, it's a wonderful duet, rap and rock. Two great tastes that taste great together. Absolutely. Uh, Rick so you know, Will I Am doing the the rapping parts and uh, and Jacoby Shaddix from from. Uh, Black Eyed Peas from uh, from Papa Roach, no Papa oh, Roach Papa doing Ro- the rocking part. Ah, ah, and and he's the one that, uh, that that sings that final one. Did I ever tell you my Papa Roach story? No. Uh, I I like him. Uh, they were opening for one of those fests, I think Ozfest, and I think they were the first act. And this is a long time ago. And I liked them a lot, and so did my daughter. So we got there and made it a point to see Papa Roach. And there were the the this, the the stands out there in front of the stage. Since it was you know broad daylight, it looked like it was 
the here people were just starting to show up it was like maybe 25 percent full right of people so since nobody was there almost everybody there just crowded to the front for papa roach who's great live and there was this group of people just sitting in the back row shooting the shit playing on their phones and in the middle of the first song uh jacoby jacoby shaddix uh jumps you know he, he 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 kills the music and jumps off the stage and runs over and throttles them and he, with the microphone in his hand he starts grabbing one of them it's like what the fuck are you doing sitting down during my show get the fuck up there get the fuck up there with everybody else i know nobody's here yet go the fuck up but you're here and i'm fucking singing for you <laughs> and you know, and then he, and then he, like going back up, he gestures, you know, and um, and starts the music again. But I thought it was great. He uh, always a pip uh, live. But that 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 final note, that final note, the anxiety, take away my anxiety, anxiety. which that 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 sound of exasperation and and resignment in his voice sure. leads us into the inspirational song. By Dar Williams, Williams, the modern the modern folk protest singer, and because because that's part of what I think that we should do to win that song there, and you know, like all of her songs is is political and protesty, but that one is specifically about uh, about voting with your dollars. It's called Play the Greed, and the market doesn't care, and the executives yeah. don't care. They're just chasing dollars. So yeah, the ch- line in the song is, is, morals are cheap, and we can be the buyers. You yeah, be I, the heard buyers. Ch- I heard you Chick-fil-A know. is actually very good, but I've never eaten there. Right, right. Never exactly. eaten there. Exactly. Never exactly. Eaten there. But it but it's it's all about how you how you win right next to a Kentucky Fried That's Chicken funny. down a block. I'd rather from me. go to the yeah. KFC because they serve the Diet Pepsi. Anyway. <laughs> But, I love Kentucky. But that's Project. that's that's one of the things on my list of of how we win is is playing the greed. Yeah, is, you know, that's I, I like that, and I agree with the sentiment behind it. I just in this day and age where we're at now, I want something a little more. Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, my my other plan. You, you, well, I don't know. I I think you're on the same page with whoever whoever wins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, go. But but one has to acknowledge why Bernie is doing so well, and everybody needs to stop talking about like it would be the end of the world if Bernie won the primary. The problem that- because he was cheated in 2016. Sure. And there's a reason. Van he had Jones this- literally went on television and said that he act he proactively mm-hmm. undercut. Bernie right. because it's a private club, and and let me tell you something: whoever Hillary is endorsing, and and Joe Biden, and and all of these establishment candidates, they 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 don't get anybody excited because nobody is getting excited about establishment. Nobody is excited about these people, and I and I've I've said this for years, half comically, yeah. you know, and I say things half comically. That's why like, I think Pete Buttigieg. You know, yeah. there's something there. I, I just yeah. But listen, but there's 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 a poison. I like, wish he would stop like with, dress. I wish he would stop wearing suits. Suit suit. He looks. It's it's every time he shows up, he looks great. It's like queer eye for the for the straight guy. No, oh, you want to queer eye for the straight voter. You want to get lumber lumber sexual a yeah, little it's bit. A queer yeah. eye for the straight voter. Grow. Uh, <laughs> Grow no, a, a Trump Jr. beard. in the army, man. Come on, I want I want to see some grow stuff a, with him going out and shooting shit. You want him to look all butch like a lumberjack, and I'm okay. I just it's want him fun. shooting guns. Go ahead, shoot this guns. Is, well, and that's another reason that I think that, that, that Bernie <laughs> is doing well. Guns don't matter. 
That's that. I'm against you on that. I'm gonna, right. Yeah, you want to know Wait, why? Listen, I, you better, you better. All these people, listen. When Trump doesn't leave, you better have 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 already stocked up on your ammunition. Yeah, but these survivalists, these militia people, you know what they're going to do? That's after we win. They worry about that then. They're right a now, self. Want to win? They're a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, they're going to create the situation that they're so, so afraid, afraid of. Of course, they right? are. And when but they do, when they do, you better have your ammo stocked up because these hellbillies are going to come kill you and eat you. Better well, fucking I know where, arm yourself. I know where to, I know where to go. All right, I, I know which house to go to when I I'm, when I need to, you know. Um, Get ready. Fucking, I'm going to have a me, making hillbilly stew. They're not eating me. I'm eating them. Oh, fuck Motherfuckers. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, but that's the thing. But everybody's got to stop. Like, like you wish that everybody would, would be okay with, uh, with Pete's homosexuality, and so do I. Yeah. And so do I. I wish everybody would be okay with Elizabeth Warren's gender. Yeah. Okay? I just, she doesn't do it I, for me. I, I wish everybody would be okay with Mike Bloomberg's billions. Yeah, and I wish everybody would be okay with Bernie's uh, that that label that, and you know why he continues to use it is because he doesn't want to be dishonest because he's trying to be accurate. Here's that the democratic thing. socialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah Everybody's got to stop flapping their arms. It's like that. Yeah, but there's there's the the uh, phrase from uh, Lenin was uh, in question a permanent revolution. How was it? Permanent yeah. revolution. Guess what? I live in a real world. I live in a I, real fucking world. Man. I, I I agree with you. I, I think I, it ought to be Bloomberg or something like that. But I but live you gotta, in a real you, world. The, people, these candidates Sorry. have to stop shitting on each other and have to stop yeah, acting no like that's to stop, that's have to stop acting like like the person the the person who voted correctly during the Iraq War, the person who's only been on point and on message consistently throughout his years and has served in good conscience sure. and everything. You know, everybody's got to stop freaking out like it would be so horrible if a good guy, uh, you know, won the primary. Yeah, you know, I agree. Uh, but here's the thing. Okay, and and this is basically what what we're going to talk about now. And I wrote down how we win. Okay, and by we I mean the dem the Democrats. But that's the important mm-hmm. thing. We how do we win? That's part of it. We us, we us. There really is more of us than them. Yes, there's far more of us. Yes, there's more of us. And I'll tell you, I wrote down it's the X Files theory. The truth is out there. <laughs> Truth is that we need to actively pursue folks who have been cast aside. I'll tell you some of the things that I think about, and and there's really there's I don't have any of this written down in order, but I'll tell you the uh, the advantage that the Democrats have right now is they know what the Republicans are going to do. We know what they're going to do. We know what their strategy is going to be. We know who they're going to run. Mm. We already know that. We know it. We know what their, their strategy is going to be to beat the shit out of whomever we mm. nominate. We need to be ready for that. It's a sad state of American politics where you have to take into account what the other guys are going to do and be ready for that. Be ready to fight against that and against where it's coming from. Towards those ends, okay, Sorry, guys, but we need to do, we need to play the same. You can't change the rules of the game unless you win the game under its current set of rules. Uh, Correct. Absolutely correct. Can't be done. 
can't be done. Can't change it from what do you, you know? Right. You can't can't do that. If the, game, if the game if the game is king of the mountain and the rules are set by the king of the mountain, of the mountain. you got to get to be the king, king before of, you can change the rules. That's exactly it. We scream and yell and rant and rave a lot um, about billionaires. That's the thing about Mike Bloomberg. Oh, he's just one billionaire beating, you know, we're, we're just giving up. Uh, Charles Blow of uh, the New York Times excoriated him. Uh, do that. Uh, another one of these op-ed guys who's basically a fucking moron, but is perfect for the Bernie people. Perfect for them. This is a guy who's, you know, this is the guy who was talking about the Jacksonian doctrine and, and the Trump doctrine being so Jacksonian. He's a fucking idiot. This guy, and he's, he does like a podcast with uh, Michelle Goldberg. I haven't listened to it because Michelle Goldberg, every time I see her on TV, looks like a giant Pez dispenser. But that's all whole <laughs> other thing. Okay, sorry. You know, you're fine. But that haircut, that bull haircut, oh, okay. she just looks like a big Pez dispenser. Okay. So I can't watch Rachel Maddow because she looks and acts like Ruth Buzzy. Yeah. I, you know, I, but all these people, here's the thing. The discussion, I, I wrote, the discussion shouldn't be uh, about whether or not a candidate should accept contributions from billionaires or whether or not it's unfair for a guy like Bloomberg to be able to circumvent the primary process, at least in the beginning, and essentially buy the candidacy through his ability to outspend his opponents on TV ads. And it shouldn't even be uh, about, you know, whether or not it's outrageous for billionaires to be able to legally purchase our lawmakers wholesale. Those ships have sailed. Right. It would be nice. And, it and would, wouldn't it? In a democracy. No lobbying. Yeah. Like, okay. at least like, not like not like it currently but, is. Uh, unfortunately, where we're at now is the choice has become about which billionaire you want influencing and or becoming members of our republic, okay? For me, Mike Bloomberg is to the Democrats what George Steinbrenner was for the Yankees, a complete and utter asshole, loved only by Yankee fans for one reason. He spent every... He didn't care what it cost to put mm-hmm. a winner on the fucking field. Didn't care! It's the World Series ring that matters. And if the Houston Astros have taught us anything... Even if you cheat, as long as you get away with it before the next World Series takes place, you get to mm-hmm. keep the ring, pal. Yeah, Democrats, you want to win? Guess what? Cheat. Not futz with the, the count. I mean, there's that old expression, the people who cast uh, the votes don't, don't, no, don't no, decide elections. There's, there's people a, who count them do. No. There's I'm a list talking, of tricks. I'm talking about... Hire some private investigators. Here's what, dirt. First, thing, first things first. Okay, these altruistic billionaires out there, Gates, mm-hmm. Buffett, Bezos. Bezos, right. Yeah, these guys. Fucking Elon. Elon, 501c4, put a huge pot of money in there. And then what you do is you put together a team, okay? Here's the first thing they do. Well, the first thing that Congress wants to do the House of Representatives, after since they since the whole thing was about how they didn't do it the right way and okay, do it the right way now, subpoena everybody, start the ball rolling. Subpoena everybody. You know they're just going to take it to court. Great. God forbid Trump wins. 
that means that all that shit's going to shake out in the first year of his second term. All those subpoenas, you know, McGahn, Bolton, Barr, Pompeo, the whole lot of them, everybody. Subpoenas for all my friends. Okay? Yeah. And let it go through the court. Mm-hmm. Okay? Claire McCaskill had a very interesting thing that she said, which is what I pointed out on the last show. Okay? John Roberts sat and listened to the whole thing. Yeah. And didn't say a fucking word. Nope. Eventually, as I said on the last show, he may wind up playing a very pivotal role in mm. what goes on. You th- and she said, you think he didn't put this in his hard drive? He's very much aware of his legacy. It's the Roberts court. This is the Roberts court. Mm. People like that, they do give a shit. Unlike Republicans these days who are like, hey, guess what? I don't give a shit because by the time you get around to fucking lambasting me, you'll only be, all you'll be able to do is piss on my grave. Go ahead. I'll already be dead. I don't give a fuck. But guys like Roberts... They care about legacy. I want. I want to think that. I used to be optimistic. Okay, and, you know when I but was younger. But towards those ends, get the subpoenas out there now. Start doing it. Mm-hmm. Subpoena everybody. Mm-hmm. That was your, the Republicans were the ones that told us to do it. We're mm-hmm. simply following your instructions. Have a nice day. But here's what the Democrats should really start doing. A couple of things. One, put together a team that, on a down low, starts looking at all of the 100 judges that have been appointed during, you know, during, by Trump and McConnell. Mm-hmm. These 30-something, 30-something-year-old ultra-reactionary, stupid, never-been-to-trial, unqualified mm-hmm. judges. Start, go out, take a look at these guys and start muddying the waters with them. You can't get rid of them. You have to make them quit. Yeah, you have to make them want to do. You have to make them want to fucking eat their. You know, they would rather fucking have hot poker stuck in their eyes than they continue to sit on the bench after what we do to them. Sorry, when they go low in this particular instance, yeah, we do have to go lower. We're going to have. There's no way around it. Live with the pain, pal. Live with. Suck it up, buttercup. I don't want to hear your fucking shit anymore, okay? The, uh, stop worrying about, but but I I want that. I want to start taking a look at all these judges. We, you think we can't find a billion dollar reservoir of money between four or five people out there? 501c4 money? Mm -hmm. They're using it. Sure. I'm not taking money from billionaires. Well, you should. You're talking. You fucking moron. You're talking about playing the greed like the song says. Damn Skippy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. That's why I played it last. I played a big. I'm playing a long game here, folks. That's what that song is about. long game. Playing the game by the established rules. Doing the same thing that they've been doing. Absolutely. The general manager and all the players Mm -hmm. on the Houston Astros who got caught cheating. Admitted that they cheated. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Nobody took the World Series championship away. That trophy is still sitting in the fucking clubhouse there. They all still have their rings. Mm-hmm. You badmouth them, but guess what? They get to keep the hardware, pal. Guess what? Badmouth me later. I want I want to win the White House. I want to... And here's it. We need to take over the Senate. Uh, yeah. Okay? We need... 
to win the Senate. All these people with this electoral college dream oh. of theirs. Go to bed, son. Never going to happen. I know. It's not. Never, it's never going to happen. You need two-thirds of the states, okay, yeah. and 50% of the states like it the way it is because it's the only thing that lends them any power. Right. So it's never going to happen. Forget it. Forget it. How do you win? I've said it for ages. You don't need to futz with the math. You need a road trip, baby. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there and you got to turn around. And you can't do it. And can't do it in time for this election. You probably can't do it in time for 2024. But you might be able to do it in time for 2028. You got to start now, which is exactly what the Republicans did. This is the Federalist Society going and getting people out of colleges. This is how we wound up with that fucking stupid bitch in upstate New York. Harvard, Federalist Society, Bush administration, sycophant, mm-hmm. taint, taint liquor for, for the president. Okay? We have to start thinking that way. We have to start playing a long game. We have to start making it known, okay, that we're not fucking around anymore. We are not going to fuck around anymore. You shouldn't, you know, the billionaires, get the billionaires are there. The ship sailed, pal. It's over. You don't like it? Okay. Win big, change from the inside. All right. Win big, change from the inside. Start, you know, start convincing these billionaires who have pledged to give away their fortunes to charity. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. You know what, Bill? You want to you wanna fucking figure out how to solve, how to, you know, cure disease in Africa? Right. Hey, I'll tell you how we can cure disease in Africa. It's very easy. Win the election. Get, get rid of, get rid of the, the a republic that is so easily bought off by people who invest right. in NGOs, the paternalistic way in which we go around the world helping people, quote, mm-hmm. you know, Air quotes. Right. Helping people. NGOs. It's paternalism. Stop it. Sure. Stop it. Just stop it already. Okay. What we need to do, okay, is turn the Senate around. Okay. McConnell? Gone. Niedermeyer? He's a dead man. Oh. Jeez, okay, it's wait. like an You know what's house. good? What's good is, and, and it's another reason. We're not going to just sit here and let you badmouth the United States of America. Gentlemen. And then go after them. Okay, the chick in uh, Arizona. Gone. Okay, Kelly's got to beat her. Okay, we need to get rid of uh, Collins. Collins in, uh, in Maine. Mm-hmm. Get rid of her. Get rid of her. We need a Democrat to what? We need to do to them, we, and we need to hang Trump around their necks. Hang Trump around all their necks and show the people in, in Kentucky, okay, why they can't get health care, why they can't get these things. Why? Because these bills are sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. They were passed by the House. And McConnell's sitting on it because mm-hmm. he doesn't like the way it makes him look. If you let him win, McConnell right. really, He's the we devil. need to take him out. We need, and I don't care if we have to lie. I don't. I don't care. I'll, I'll, you know what? If the ends don't justify the means, what the fuck does? All right. Okay. That's, you know, I don't care. How we do it. I really don't. They didn't. I'm going to play the same game they're playing. But we're the good guys. Yeah, and that is the problem, which is why 
We want our candidates to keep being who they are. And what we want to do is do what the Republicans have traditionally done. Dark money. it. Dark money. We've got billionaires. We've got billionaires. Funnel the money through 15 different shell corporations. Have it show up at a 501c4. The Koch brothers created the Tea Party. We don't astroturf our movements. Why not? Why not? If it works, you know, if you, you can't, you can't complain about the bad guys always winning if you're not willing, okay, to get down there in the muck and the mire and say, I'm going to do exactly what you're doing. I'm just doing it for the right reasons. Sorry. Sorry about that. Stop worrying about Facebook trolls spreading misinformation. Stop worrying about that. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me ask you something. Do you think that these memes that come out, these, these, all these, the, the Russian troll bots and stuff that have sowed divisiveness in our nation intentionally mm-hmm. in order to get a binary setup, okay? Do you think that the people that they are trying to rile up, okay? There's no chance they're not getting riled up. They're already where they are. They're in that camp. Do you think that anybody on who is a Democrat, any Bernie supporter, any Biden supporter for that matter, mm-hmm. do you think a Biden supporter or a Pete Buttigieg or any of these people, do you think that by throwing out these memes and causing, you know, havoc in the uh, factual world is going to actually influence people at this point we're already encamped stop worrying about it every time you report on one of his tweets stop ignore his tweets right msnbc and cnn should just ignore him if they want to spend their time in the fantasy land that is fox news in the fantasy land that is president trump's twitter account in the fantasy land that is sebastian gorka in mm-hmm. the fantasy land that is Blaze and the great one, Mark oh, Levin. You to, want to spend your... I have to watch those as part of my my other job. I have to vet those Blaze stories. Ugh. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Get the fuck. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, Stop it. Who cares? The Let line, them the, play. The lying you want to play yeah. over there? Bill Maher talks back to us all the time how they're in this bubble. Great. Let's mm-hmm. keep them there. Yeah, that's fine. Let them stay there. I am not concerned about what's going on in that bubble. I'm concerned about coalescing everybody outside of the bubble to stick a pin in it. That's what I want. I want right. to burst their bubble from the outside. You want to stand there? Go right ahead. Keep singing and playing the same song. This is why the gun thing I don't think matters. I don't think it matters. You think that the hardcore gun nuts out there are going to suddenly vote Democrat because Bernie says, hey, I'm okay with guns. No. 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 But that's it. We're done. No, that's got I no, don't care. This has nothing to do with that. But the reason, I mean, amongst the Democrats, the reason that he is winning is, among other reasons, he's on the right issues. He checks more boxes than any of the other people do. Oh, that's fine. And that's, yeah, you know, but you know what? This following that he it has. It won't matter. He came, Socialism. He came by it honest. I know. 
it won't matter. I know, but and you're hey, you're doing it. You know, all of the 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 energy and the willingness to do whatever it takes that you're talking about. Bernie's got those people. All right. Everyone, yourself included, needs to stop flapping their arms like a spaz whenever his name comes up. Him, Warren, everybody. (laughs) If it's going to be Bernie, he will have come by it honest. And then we need to rally around Bernie. But here's the other. I'm going to tell you where this election is going to be won. It's going to be won in one night, and I know how to win it. Okay. I know how to win it. You ready? Pay attention. All right. DNC, get ready for this. Okay. The first debate, the very first debate. You remember what Donald Trump did in his first debate? He brought all those chicks in that had a beef with uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoever we have, I don't care who it is. Why don't you... Uh, He's not going to debate. Yeah. Oh, yes, he will. Trump? Oh, yeah. Well, no, he won't. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, he, man. It sounds he like can't a... can't help himself. you a dollar. Uh, <laughs> SARS. No, yeah. wait, a coronavirus. Yeah. I'm not yeah. touching anybody. I'm telling you. Okay. All right. The debate, okay, and let's say you let's say and, you and, turn out to and, be right. And by the way, I would love to see him debate more than anyone, but, Mike, Michael, oh, Mike Bloomberg more than anyone, like no question, more than anyone. Yeah. But I'll take anybody. Actually, yeah. I'd like to see him debate Pete Buttigieg. That would be great too. Military, mm-hmm. young, vibrant. Yeah. And here's the thing: you, I want some of his detractors sitting in the front row, just like he did. Just like he did. Yeah, boy. Yeah. And you got to start getting right. ready right now. You, What you need to do is have... I don't think have, he's going to debate. All right. Well, I the hope other so. thing is this. Whoever debates has to be ready to do this. The question comes up. He gives whatever bullshit answer he gives. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, Mr. Buttigieg, your response. And as he's talking... In the middle of it, Trump will say something. He won't be able to shut up. And at that point, you got to turn around and go, Hey! Mm-hmm. My turn to talk. Sit right. down, shut up, and play by the rules, you punk. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you afraid of letting me finish? Because you think that yeah. I might say something that's going to prove what a liar you are? Right. You're for... You're for uh, pre-existing conditions? Explain this to me like I'm a five-year-old. How can you say that you're for... That you want to make sure... That people with pre-existing conditions can get health care while at the exact same time, your people, you, the ones you instructed, the DOJ, that you control for your own stupid means are now in court trying to make sure that that doesn't happen. Square that circle, punk. But at the same time, and here's the very – and this is why practice, practice, practice – You've got to go in and be ready because you can't do it like that because he's the president of the United States. You have to show respect for the office while simultaneously showing your complete condemnation of the man who currently holds it. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very, very mm-hmm. delicate balance. You can't badmouth the office. You have to badmouth the person mm-hmm. who's currently in it and talk about how he by his presence there and his actions have mm. demeaned the office. You can't then do it. That's going to be all they need to say, oh, you know, tearing up the, the State of the Union or whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Seriously, State of the Union? Who cares? Who cares? Right. Who cares? I don't care. I just don't. Right. The, 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 the uh, Daytona 500, classic. you love this one. He shows up. He does a flyover. He does a lap. 
mm-hmm. in, in his car. He says, gentlemen, start your engines. And after 20 laps, race is canceled yeah. due to weather. Nice job, Mr. President. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for fucking us. It's his fault. I, oh, I know. Yeah. That's God. A cloud That's follows God. him wherever he goes. That is God yeah. saying. We don't like this guy. That is God. Yeah. That is God's way of saying it. That's and it's mm-hmm. and that's what's happening in Mississippi. This is God's way of saying you guys are heathens. You are sodomite. Yep. You know. Yep, they are sodomites. They're sodomites. According to Ezekiel okay. forty-nine. Immediately, start getting ready with a campaign, just in case you're right. Let's right. say he decides not to debate. You mm-hmm. want to be ready with an immediate, all-out media blitz everywhere. Yeah, well, What's Mike Bloomberg is going to pay for all those ads. And he is. And God yeah. bless him because he's going to do him. it no matter who it is. This is the, start doing it right. now. The embodiment of done no now. Now, now, yeah. now, now is when you start. Get ready now. Get your army together now. Get your secret army. Black ops, baby. Special ops. All right. Special ops. Wet team. I want a political wet team ready to go. They're called a wet team because it's bloody. Oh, okay. Jeez, man. All this violence. Yeah. 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 No. That's right. That's right. You're allowed. Hey, you know what? Let me tell you something. The Ten, the, the ten Commandments, okay? Yeah. You know, it doesn't say thou shalt not kill. Actually, it, says, it does. No, it says thou shalt not murder. It says kill. No, not the original, not the Torah. I'm t- all right. They Sounds made like a distinction. Bet. I understand, because they had the death penalty. Yes. Nevertheless, it is in that context, but it does say thou shalt not kill. But we need to understand that there is a difference. But stop condoning violence, man. I'm too late. All right. Okay. We, I think that his ego won't, he's going to have to debate, because he thinks he can win. And this is where the Democrats need to get together. Okay, and and sit down in a dark room someplace, and some of the people that need to be in there, okay, news director for MSNBC, news director for CNN, program director for these people, because you don't want to give him any indication. You don't want Trump or the Republicans to get any heads up that this is what we're planning on doing, that we've got a Tet offensive, as it were. That's what we need. Everybody's relaxed. Tet offensive. All right. That's the, you know, that, that all out sudden deluge, the carpet bomb. If he doesn't want to debate, you need to be ready right then and there. Everybody needs to be ready to pound him into the ground. Pound him into, mercilessly. Without, okay, Twitter, we need a team right now. Hey, Bloomberg. Bloom, by the way, Here's what Bloomberg's doing. Mm-hmm. Katie Couric was talking about it. And the backlash against Katie Couric and Brett Stevens for even insinuating that Bloomberg was a, you know, could be a viable candidate. They were like, I have just no respect for her. I, I yeah, don't like whatever. anymore. Brett Stevens is on my shit list. Ignore those people. Yeah. But she said that the Bloomberg campaign has actually hired a, an expert on narcissism and a comedy writer. Oh, that's great. To get together and start putting together that's great. tweets and... Re- Beautiful, Absolutely. baby! All right, yeah, that's what you're get talking about. That, get your team together. Do it now. Start it now. Now is when you... All right. Stop. Let the candidates be, you know, go at it. We don't care who we nominate. Cardboard cutout. 
Anybody but Trump 2020. Sure. Anybody but Trump 2020. And let me tell you something. If Trump gets elected and I and it's I become aware of the fact and it's made public that it's another Jill Stein, it's another uh, Ralph Nader type mm-hmm. thing. And that that was the difference. And mm-hmm. that was the difference. I will. And I'm saying it right now. I will unleash my my vengeance on this show and on social media and on telephone calls to people who are very good friends of mine. Very good friends. People right. I love. People I adore. People I would fucking, if it came down, yeah. I'd lay down in traffic for them. Mm-hmm. Dear friends of mine for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I understand. Yep. And I support. Do, do the right thing. I support. I would say two-thirds to even three-quarters of what Barney wants. Mm-hmm. But I also live in the real world. Whatever. If it's him, you'll vote for him. I live in the real world. You want everybody to do what you would do. Whoever wins, you're going to vote for that person. Yeah, and then govern. And then govern. And that's the other thing. Then make adjustments. That's what a convention is about. Standing behind one guy and saying, look, he's our guy. Here's our platform. And we... You know, you want to, we're going to give you our delegates. You get my delegates. I'm, I am telling you, I am telling my delegates right now in no uncertain terms to stand behind whoever emerges from Milwaukee after the balloons drop. Okay? And I am going to implore them from now until November 3rd not to do what Jill Stein supporters and Rob Johnson supporters and Ralph Nader supporters did. Please. I am going to go out there every day and fight for you. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you something, pal. Once you are in there, you ignore me. Mm-hmm. It's on. That's democracy. That's democracy. You can't govern unless you win. Mm-hmm. You fucking child. All right, I think All you right. made your point. Stop it with the fucking charade already, okay? Seriously. Right. You're not the only person making leave the, that point. Leave the. Leave the bold moves to the brilliant players. All of the rational people are saying the same thing. That's all. You can't all of the rational like, people are already doing the right, right thing. But right now, the, D- the DNC, okay, mm-hmm. Bloomberg, and that this is the thing I like about Bloomberg is he understands this. Mm-hmm. He understands. Oh, by the way, one final thing. Redlining. They, they throw that one out there. Uh, just to be clear on this, I had a friend of mine who said uh, he, he wrote something about how this before the redlining came mm-hmm. out. He said, uh, I'm a Bernie guy for the same reason I was an FD, I'm an FD, you know, an FDR guy. Hey, guess who guess who originated redlining? Right. FDR. FDR. Yeah. I, listen, I don't care. I don't care about redlining. I don't care stop, about stopping Frisk. we got to stop Trump. Just, we got, yeah. Whatever. Okay. And I'll tell you, if Mike Bloomberg... Bloomberg also used to be a Republican. All right. Obviously, the man can change. Yeah. That's the other thing. Aren't we and aren't Christians... Christians? Yeah. Christians? Christians are. They believe in forgiveness? Christians. They believe in absolution. Christians do. How about Bloomberg steps up one day and says, "You know what? I screwed that one up." He's I, like, and here's how. And here's how he does it. I mm-hmm. can. I can tell you how he makes it legit. Look, you know how I got sixty-eight billion dollars. I'm a fucking geek. Mm-hmm. I look at numbers, and guess what? That's what the numbers said, and I made the mistake of not going. And finding out what was behind the numbers. Statistics are like a lady's skirt. They show you some of the facts, but not all of them. Right. Okay? Come right out and say it. I screwed this. Mm-hmm. 
I I yeah. did not, you know, it seemed crime was going down. This is what the numbers said. I had a police department that was bringing me these stats and saying, this is how we do it. And I yeah. backed them. And I backed them. Because I thought it was the right thing to do. And I have remained silent Listen, the since things then because it didn't occur to me that I had to that, come out and apologize that, for it until I was running. Yeah, that's right. Listen. That's right. Is it disingenuous? No. It's basically what it is. Is It's it's about me saying, hey, if I'm going to run, I better fucking come out and apologize for something I fucked up. The things that you're articulating, all right, are only going to get him more or less support amongst the Democratic field. Yeah. There's no reason that anyone on the right wing would be put off by stopping for Yeah, but we don't care. The, That's right. the whole thing. Or, we or the centrist or the independents or whoever. We don't care about so Trump support. You're missing my anymore. point. What you're talking about, it's going to be one of these people. Yes. It's going to be one of them. Redlining, no redlining, socialist, gay, woman, whatever the fuck. It's going to be one of them. Yes. And whoever the fuck it is, everybody jump on and help. Redlining. Let me tell you something about redlining. Okay? Here. You want to blame somebody for redlining? Don't blame. For, okay, first of all, just to be clear on this. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't see anything wrong with it. Sorry. Yeah. It's a business decision. It's a business decision. Jesus, okay. it's just not to be like clear a on this, if you want to you you go back and find out who's to blame for redlining in New York, Robert Moses. Okay. Okay. Go back and blame Mo- Robert Moses and to a certain and FDR because it was the proposition, you know, it was the, the proposition one from the New Deal that started spinning all this stuff up. How do you think we fucking wound up with the United Nations being built on the east you know, by the East River? They originally wanted to build it in Westchester. The Rockefellers came in and basically said, this neighborhood right here is just basically slums and meat, you know, mm-hmm. and like and like uh, butcher shops and shit. Tear that shit down. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Fuck it. This is more important. And they right. went out to Brooklyn and, you know, the, the La Courvoisier uh, people who think that, you know, you want these big mammoth blocks mm-hmm. where you bunch people together, super blocks. That's how we wound mm-hmm. up with fucking, you know, slums and tenements. Mm-hmm. You know, the such as the Frederick Douglass Housing Project and all these projects that are along the FDR Drive downtown. You don't know New York the way I do. But I tr- don't, but I trust me. That's this is what do you think? We invented slums. New York City invented them. We invented them. It came about through redlining. OK, and that really was about greed. That was about greed that was endemic. In America in the Republican and Democratic parties long before Bloomberg came along, okay? And I'll tell you something else. Bloomberg wasn't wrong when he said that it had a lot to do with the 2008 crash because without redlining, you don't get the uh, derivatives that popped up as a result of mortgages being bunched together in these bonds. You want to blame somebody? Blame the rating agencies that gave them all triple A ratings. They all were right. for sale. Blame them. All right. Blame the banks. Blame Bloomberg. I'm not blame the blame the blame the politicians. There's a lot of blame to go around. When he says something like that mm-hmm. that he thinks that redlining, okay, was you know was to blame for it. Okay. He wasn't wrong. He just wasn't all right. 
He was half I right. I don't think anybody cares. That's not gonna. That's not traction. That's not meat. Nobody gives a rat's ass. My my uh, my determination. Here's my ticket for 2020. All right. Okay. Geek progressive 2020. Sure. Any geek, any progressive. Yeah. Sure. Sounds great. I want. That's what I want. I like it. I want the smartest, most capable guy in there who knows how to run the show, and I want somebody in there who's got the kind of moral compass to make sure he doesn't go off the reservation. Sounds great. That good? That's wonderful. Geek progressive. A Clash of the Titans would be Bloomberg and Bernie. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> the two Jews. Never happened. Sorry, yeah, that was, I, I, I just talked myself out. I, do, I literally, that's gonna, you know, that would be. Although that's a dream team there. That's okay. that's a balanced ticket. Arm yourself, Democrats, with right. information. Okay. Arm yourself, Democrats, with practice. Arm yourself, Democrats, with the information and the money and the ads to combat this guy. Don't like billionaires buying an election? Great. Get one elected. Right, and then change the law. Who supports campaign finance, finance reform. reform. That's how you do it. Amen. Everything else is a dog and pony show. Okay. All right. So we got it all worked out. We got all that worked out. That's how you win. All right. That's how we win. Let's and, do it. And more, we. That's how right. we, we. we win. We have to be prepared. United we stand. Hey, we have to be prepared yeah. for the binary relationship that is going to really kind of drive this election. And we have to say, you want a binary? You want to, you want to make it about that? Right on. Fine. There's more of us than there are of you, of them. There's more of we than they. That's how you do it. Suck it up, buttercup. You can't govern unless you win. You ready for some group? I'm ready. You know, I'll tell you something. I have noticed a whole lot of bands out there. Rock and roll bands. Lots mm-hmm. of new rock and roll. But they are using... More and more, these fucking incredible, sweet classic guitars. I got some new Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, we, we were on that van. All Who right. was on the bandwagon first with that? That's right. They heard first here. Okay, I got some of that coming up for the next show. The guitar player in that, he is using a very nice Gibson SG. Okay, and the bass players, lots of bass players. They are. I've seen them now. There is a resurgence of the traditional four-string Fender Precision. Just that great. Jocko only needed four strings. John Paul Jones only needed four strings. Okay? Okay. I'm, I'm telling you that. Uh, the Rival Sons is a band I played a lot. That guy uses a, uh, he's got a bunch of them. He's got a, a Gibson 355 and an ES335. Uh, there are a lot of folks using Telecasters, although, as I brought up on a show a while ago, which ones are old and which ones are new, but given the... Uh, Faux road warrior patina, okay, are increasingly open to speculation. And this next band, the front man for this next band, is using, in this song, I saw the video for it, a stunning, absolutely stunning Gibson Explorer B2 guitar. It is, it, it's just, it is just gorgeous. Okay, we love it. He's playing it on... Playing on this particular song. Where is he from? Yeah, it's the dinosaur pile up on a Groovathon at SoFlowRadio.com.
Because when I fired that sleazebag, all hell broke out. They were ratting on each other. They were running for the hills. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. It's in the hands of some very talented people. We're going to have to see what happens.
baby. That's how I like it, man. And a crooner in the old school tradition. That's that's mm-hmm. a Mel Torme. I believe that is a Mel Torme cover. Didn't Mel Torme originally do that? Yes, the and Velvet it, Frog they called the it. The Velvet Frog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tony Bennett, of course, does a great version of that. Uh, White Wine Spritzer, I believe, is a song. Yeah, mm-hmm. by Oakley Dokley from Howdly Doodly. Came out in 2016. I don't know what it is for, with Phoenix, but it's got to be the dry heat. It's a dry heat. Is that it? Yeah, I, I remember when I, I moved. That's where these guys are from, uh, the Oakley Dokley. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all about Ned Flanders. The whole band is. <laughs> it's the. Uh, what is it? Uh, Head Ned, Red Ned, Stead Ned, Thread Ned, and Bled Ned. Those are the members of the band. Okay. Yeah. All right. I remember the, when the, I moved, the Ned Brothers. I moved out to Phoenix, man. I remember being out there. It was like 107 degrees. Are those their real names? <laughs> yeah, in October. And I remember, this is years ago, I, I like at some point I called my father and I was telling him how hot it was. And I was like, yeah, it's a dry heat. He goes, yeah, so is a tandoori oven. You don't see me putting my couch and television in there, do you? I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like, thanks, Dad. Thanks for the scientific you know, lay on that. Before that, the Electric Space Circus. Eclectic Sounds of the Electric Space Circus came out last year. Those cats are from Toronto. This shit, this, it's a six-song EP, I guess. But basically, this is the rock and roll equivalent, okay, for me anyway, of, like, breakbeat. Okay. So, you've got... It's just the beat. It's just a riff. It's just okay. the whole album, and it's dynamite stuff. It's really, really cool. It just came out, The Electric Space Circus. The eclectic sounds of the Electric Space Circus. So, you know, up in Toronto, what else are they going to do up there? Before that, the new Master Sounds turned this thing around from Keb Darge Presents. Came out in 2001. These cats from England, they've got, I don't know, they have a ton of... Of albums out. I could play something from the new Master Sounds probably on every show because they've got so much stuff in so many different, you know, I don't know. They, they, they do a lot of different stuff. There's like an underlying groove, and then they bring all these people. And that song actually has uh, another band I like called the Haggis Horns playing with all them right. on that. For that, yeah. The president, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I like that, yeah. Chilling. We'll see what happens. Before that, skater song, I need a word, ring my bell, 1979. So that was her only hit. That's it. She never did anything yeah, else. I there know. was nothing else. And actually, that song, from uh, from what I recall, it literally, it was a, it was like a child. It was supposed to, like, the, it was originally written for, for, like, she was a school teacher. I see. Yeah. And it was they, they tried to make it more adult okay. with the thing for the disco. Sure. And or, it turned out great. Right? Yeah. Okay, you know, I love that song, man. Do you know how I thought it was a sex song. That's what they I turned mean, it into. Okay. All you right. know, it was originally something else. But right. I don't know how many remixes of that there are out there. There's a, a couple. Lot. There's a lot. For that the Kills Loves Deserter from No Wow came out in two thousand five. That is the uh Cats, the, uh, it's like uh, the singer is from Florida. She was in like a punk band. And then the other guy is from England. So, you know, they, you know it's, uh, the, the punk band was called, I wrote it down here, Discount from Vero Beach, Allison Mosshart, the singer from The Kills. 
cool stuff. Right. You and I yeah. were talking about this. Yeah, you yeah, like yeah. I like There's kills. a bunch of stuff. And kicking off the set, Dinosaur Pile Up 1111 from the album 1111 came out in 2015. Uh, the guitar player I was talking about, uh, you know, all these great guitars. It's uh, Matt Bigland. He's the uh, leader. And uh, they have a brand new album. It just came out uh, last year, Celebrity Mansions. So there's rock and roll out there, folks. I don't want to hear your bitch in the morning. Right. Spit. Save it. Save it. There's no good rock and roll. Fuck you. Fuck you, you geezer. There's no good rock and roll anymore. I don't really... Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. We play it. You can... do, you, do, you, do you listen to good rock and roll that's fairly new? Yeah. Me too. We're gonna feature like on the, the during my sets the uh, the Brit bands Brit bands four so, four yeah, person four person bass they, they never stop guitar two singer. guitars right yeah. lead rhythm yeah, singer that's it. yeah sometimes Greta Van Fleet yeah. just bass yeah. guitar drums hey up in front yep. great stuff man rock and roll yep. rock and roll is not dead okay yep. despite my love of the song and Lenny Kravitz okay. Like I said, mm-hmm. the truth is out there. Rock and roll is out there. It's out there. There's rock and roll. It's that they, their their hearts have died and they've given up. Yeah, I just, shut up. It, yeah. For God's sakes, and if I have got to hear Radar Love one more time. Uh, <laughs> I'm no, drive, just, driving home late. Hands. Yeah, my, my hands. Wet on the wheel. Uh, my, I'm driving <laughs> my hands are wet on the wheel. Shoot me! I know. <laughs> <laughs> Time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Right Precision Auto Works. Papano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. Yeah, any make, any model. Bumper to bumper. Dave, the entire ASE certified crew. Or the folks fix, fine-tune anything. Anything. If you've got a car with an internal combustion engine, okay, that was built in the last 100 years. Dave's your man. Dave is your man. He's your man. Dave, he's got, got cars. God bless him, man. My car's running great. I will tell you, you know, since I got it tuned up, because, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in New York in November, it is driving so good now. I mean, I literally, I actually, and I'm not like a gearhead, but I noticed it. Like, yeah. I noticed that it, it's just accelerating better with the air conditioning on. Stuff like that. My car is ten years old. drives like the drives like it fucking came off the showroom floor. Awesome. Fucking driving great, man. I love that shit. Of course, easy to get to. Okay, ninety five I ninety five here, which is unfortunately snowbird hell right now. <sighs> Unbelievable. Yeah. The sheer amount of je me souviens license plates driving with the yes. turn signal on. Real okay, slow the whole in the way, left lane. Slow in the left lane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, if, I just, I, unbelievable. But in the middle of the day, not so yeah. bad. Like coming down here ain't so bad. It's when I have to go home mm-hmm. during rush hour. I it's know. like a nightmare. But you take 95, you get off on Atlantic. You go west on Atlantic to the first turn signal. That's Andrews. You make the left. Then you drive down, I don't know, 10 seconds from there. You make the first right turn on 3rd Street. It's two blocks up on the left-hand side. 60 seconds off the highway. Okay. Of course, you can go to the SoFloRadio.com homepage, click on the box in the top row that says Tony C's Groovathon. Angel Espina, mucho mahalo. 
Our boy, our angel, click on the box in the top row. It takes you right to my page. You're going to see our SoundCloud page there where every song, every song is listed and every show we've ever done available to be listened to for free. You're going to see a link for Precision Auto Works. Click on the link. takes you to their page. tells you everything that you need to know. Mention the Groovathon to Dave. There is a discount. You're not going to need it. Okay? You're going to see the quality work and consider it worth twice the price, but... Uh, few extra fizzles in your pocket, don't I? You know what I'm saying over here? The beaner on the outside. <laughs> okay. 954-247-9362. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who love their cars what? take their cars. Right. Yeah, baby. Y'all know what that means. What? Oh. <laughs> Time for us to rev up the SRV hot rod no pop, way. and pop the clutch on the drive groove at SoFloRadio.com.
Red Rooster. That is from a brand new album. Just came out uh, on uh, Friday, February the 14th. It's called Believe. Um, he's on the mascot label. The bassist and drummer from Double Trouble uh, volunteered, literally, and for no cost. Okay, they liked Albert Cummings so much when they first, you know, found out about him in Texas back in the early 2000s that. They they uh, played on his very first album, uh, first of all, back in 2003. They liked him that much. Albert Cummings, Red Rooster before that, brand new, once again. Joe Satriani, 1980 is the name of the song. It's uh, going to be on his upcoming CD, Shape Shifting. 
which comes out in April. So there you go, a little new Joe Satriani. Before that, the Vice Barons. Yeah, an appropriate song. Swamp Fever. <laughs> that is uh, from their album, Rara Tease. As in, I'm teasing you. Came out in 96. Yes, Surf Rock from Belgium, baby. We love it. All right. Before that, brand new stuff. Yeah, Marcus King. The song is called The Well from his brand new CD, El Dorado. Just came out in 2019. Uh, this is his first solo album. This guy, Marcus King, was kind of one of these, you know, the new uh, guitar prodigy kid type whatever thing of a Bob. I played a bunch of stuff by him uh, that he's played on uh, before. I played that song, The Weight, the uh, song from the band, you know, where all, you know, music around the world. He mm. starts that off. Uh, he did some stuff with Marcus Haynes. Um, and I also played a track a couple shows ago with Steel Pulse doing The Grateful Dead the way we liked them. Done by somebody else. Right. Yeah, but it was Steel Pulse with Marcus King on guitar. So he's got a brand new album, El Dorado. And if you like that kind of music, if you're an Allman Brothers fan, that kind of Stevie Ray Vaughan fan, you like that, you know, that good Southern rock, done right, quality music, there's your boy, Marcus King. Brand new. He's, in his, he's 23, 24 right now. Oh, there's no new rock and roll. Fuck you. They're not trying. They're not trying. They don't want to find new rock. And kicking off the set. Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Wall of Denial. That is from In Step, which was basically his last uh, studio album. He did an album after that uh, with his brother, uh, with Jimmy Vaughan. You know, I played a telephone song from that, which is a great song. Um, You know, but he came out with that in uh, 89, and then... He did the the Brothers album in 90, and then he died in the helicopter crash in uh, in 1990. Uh, it's the only album he did after he got sober. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I literally, the, the thing here is that I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan on several occasions. I was fortunate enough to be able to see him, um, and it's I have one of the greatest I Met a Rock and Roll Star stories ever. Uh on his very first tour, you know, because basically he went solo. He originally played the guitar for David Bowie on Let's Dance. Okay. That sound, that sound is mm-hmm. unmistakable. He is a, 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 an instrumental auteur in mm-hmm. that when you hear Stevie Ray Vaughan, really, you know it's him. Right. And so David Bowie, in the video, it shows him, but he's wearing like gloves. Mm-hmm. Bowie's a good guitar player, but he ain't Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. And I, so Bowie then, you know, didn't offer him. Bowie's notorious for paying his musicians scale. Okay. He <laughs> was for for years. And so, he, you know, and I, I think Peter Frampton actually ended up going on the uh, Let's Dance tour. And mm-hmm. Stevie Ray Vaughan went out, did his own solo album, uh, Texas Flood. And I couldn't get tickets to the show. It was uh, that it was the summer, I guess, of 80... Three, summer of '83, and he was playing on the pier. Concerts on the pier, and uh, I was walking home one day, and I was listening to on my Walkman. I had a cassette, and on one side of it was Steely Dan's "Can't Buy a Thrill," and on the other side was Stevie Ray Vaughan, "Texas Flood." 
I'm walking home, walking up Central Park West, and the old Mayflower Hotel used to be on 61st. And as I'm walking up, I see this big bus, a tour bus. Okay. It looks like a tour bus. And on the back license plate, it says, and double trouble. I'm like, oh, shit, you got to be kidding me. So I walk around to the front. Sure as, sure as you know, the sun rises in the east, if you're a Democrat. Uh, the front license plate says Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I'm standing there, and at that moment, literally, at that moment, mm-hmm. he's getting off the bus. All right. I go, stop. <laughs> I said, check this out. And I open, I pop open my Walkman, and I show him the cassette, and I said, check it out. And I said, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, you didn't make any money out of this. I recorded it off a friend. I said, but, you know, would you, you know, if I asked nice, would you autograph my cassette for me? You know, this is one oh, of those awesome. rare things. He's like, you know, sure, no problem. He's like, are you going to the show? I said, sorry, you know, it's it sold out. He goes, hang on a second. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Goes back into the bus, comes back out. With some other guy, and the guy goes, what's your name? I, Tony Coleman. It's like, all right, you, you know, we can, you know, I can hook you up plus three. I went, really? <laughs> and so That's I went great. with Billy Turok, Steve Vaccaro, and Ed Martinez. And we all went and saw Stevie Ray Vaughan as That's his great. guest with uh, Johnny Winter opening. And I also saw him with, a couple years later, with Joe Satriani opening. Joe Satriani, I believe at the time, was on his Surfing the surfing with the Alien tour. And the, the, the most, it was the, the truest, I guess, the, the clearest example of the difference between a guy who knows how to play the guitar and a guitar player. All right. Satriani knows how to play the guitar. Stevie Ray Vaughan's a guitar player. You know? It was, it was quite obvious to me because, you know, how many... Every 64th note does not have to be played. I'm just saying that. So, I, uh, you know, Steve Ray Vaughan, I'll never get enough of him. I had a friend who was like, oh, he's, you know, if it wasn't for that, that whole Jimi Hendrix bar thing, he, he never, you know, he's just been relying. I'm like, well, go to bed, son. Okay. When he died, Stevie Wonder showed up and sang at his funeral. That's all I need to know is that Stevie, Stevie Wonder showed up to sing at Stevie Ray Vaughan's funeral. We're done. That's it. We're done. He said, I don't need to know anything else. It's good enough for me. And it's a crying shame. That's, I was telling a friend that I got hate mail when I was working for this uh, magazine because I wrote this thing. And I, I basically said, you know, uh, Kurt Cobain's death, not a tragedy in the way Stevie Ray Vaughan's was. <laughs> you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan sobered up and then dies in a, in a, uh, in a helicopter crash, mm-hmm. right as he's about to just become, he's about to embark on a career that would have spanned, he'd still be playing now to sold out yeah. audiences. Crying shame. So there you go, baby, 103 in the books. There we go. Yeah, man. We're going to come back in two weeks, try and do the exact same thing, just a little teeny bit better, a little teeny bit better. Get you out of here with a song note for all the Bernie bros. For all, the, for all those people, seriously. Okay, we're going to get you. And, you know, because Neil Peart died, mm-hmm. okay, and the lyrics from a lot of his songs were all, you know, he was a big Ayn Rand. Type. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. If you look at the lyrics. Oi. Yeah, 
That's the way I feel. But you know what? Yeah. Just like Africa Bombada. Yeah, we. Can, uh, I could I could skirt past. Yeah, what's it got to do? It's not the music's fault. It's not the music's fault. It's right. not. And I will say this: Neil Peart, great drummer. Yeah, yeah. he's a great drummer. Right. He's a fucking phenomenal drummer. Yeah. Okay. Getty Lee, great bass player. And I'll tell you, I gained a lot of respect for Getty Lee when they played at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction uh, ceremony the year Yes was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Getty Lee was the first guy I ever heard doing a cover of a Yes song where he had the Chris Squire sound. Chris Squire had a very unique sound. Fantastic bass player. Fantastic bass player for Yes. And Getty Lee, they did a Yes song. I can't remember what it was. But he nailed it. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it. And at that moment, I was like, okay. Now, because I knew people that were huge Rush fans. They thought they were just a be-all and end-all yeah. and everything. It's my first concert. Really? Yeah, here at Hollywood Sportatorium. No kidding. 1980-something. Wow. 80, I, I was living in Phoenix. Six, 87, I think. I don't know. Something like that. 86. That's your first concert? Yeah. I, I was a hillbilly up until then. Oh, that's but right. But then I got into radio and made up for it by going yeah, to Yeah, I know. Concert. By going to every it's like concert. like two a month and something yeah. like that. But I, I'll always respect Getty Lee. He earned my respect when he produced and performed on Bob and Doug McKenzie's first album. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was his. Yeah. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Great that was it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fellow Canadians. I mean, I know, but it was. Showing solidarity, but it's like, that's when I thought, this guy's great. He's got a great sense of humor. Well, he does. He, you know, there's a spoken part where they're like, in that album. If you yeah, I know, the, the, I know the album. I know the song. Yeah, so yeah, that's, I, I, but, I like anybody with a sense of humor. When like I was that. living out in Phoenix, I had a roommate. Who was like he thought Rush was the be all and end all, and he kept telling me that uh, Alex Leifert was like the greatest guitar player, technical rock guitar player out there. And I took him to see the Steve Morse band, and he walked out of there. He's like, "All right, you win. That's right. it. We're done. He's, he's you win." And he said he was the guy that said to me, "He goes, Rob Morgenstein, the drummer. It's like he, it's like he's got a separate brain mm-hmm. for each limb." And that was exactly what uh, the fucking uh, Kip Winger said to me mm-hmm. like 30 years later, some odd years later when I was at some Winger show. And, you know, after the show was over, I was sitting around. I was chatting with Kip. And I said, you know, I keep forgetting how fucking mo- how much of a monster drummer. And the reason I bring that up is because on Steve Morse's second album, when he did the second uh, stand-up, I was working at Tower. And at the time... They had just switched labels, and they were on a brand new label called Electra Musician, which was like a boutique label within the Wea family, Warner mm-hmm. Electra Atlantic. And back in those days, Tower Records was important. Record stores mattered, and the executives were all in New York City. That's where all the bigwigs were, and they would come in and chat with us. There was a guy named Hale Milgram, who was one of the big shots, mm-hmm. and he knew what a big fan I was, and I was one. They would come and you'd walk the store with them, talk about what was on their label, how things were doing, what was going on. They get a get a feel for it because you're literally there in the trenches, mm-hmm. and so and they're up in the office someplace, and you know they've got an A and R department that's going to do the best they can based on their own thing. But what are the, you know what are people into? And so he knew I was into the Steve Morse band. And he brought me 
a demo that nobody else had heard. It was literally a white cassette. It was just white. There was nothing on it. Okay? And it was the first rough demo, like the first mastered, you know, Mm -hmm. version of Stand Up, the second Steve Morse Band album. And uh, he said, hey, you know, I know you're a big fan. Do me, you know, obviously, do not let anybody else record this. Don't, he said, but here you go. Tell me what you think of it. I go home. I spend an entire week listening to it over and over again to the point where I had memorized it. Albert Lee is on it. It's great. It's great out. All, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Jerry Peak on bass. Man, what a what a talent nobody knows about. This guy, Jerry Peak. He played on the first two Steve Moore's band albums. Two weeks later, something like that, uh, Hale, come, Hale Milgram comes back to the tower during the day, walks in, he goes, so what do you think? I said, you know, I'm going to tell you something. It was, the first Steve Morse album, the introduction, had no lyrics on it. And mm-hmm. the Dixie Dregs, who had been with uh, Arista and Capricorn, or Capricorn and Arista, I can't remember, okay, their final album was called Industry Standard, and it was the first album in which they had any songs that had lyrics. There were like two on that. The first Steve Morse band, the introduction, had no songs with lyrics. Stand Up, the second album, had two songs on two or three songs on it that had lyrics. Okay? And so Hale Milgram comes back and he goes, what do you think of the album? I said, you know, it's great. I love it. It's fantastic. I said, it sounds like you're trying to get these guys in a position where they can do some, you know, where they can go, go out on a major tour with a band like Rush. Mm-hmm. Cut to six months later, guess what? Steve Moore's band opening for Rush on that tour. Well, that's that be- and it's because of you. You get to take all the credit. I do. All right. You just did. I just did. <laughs> I'm telling you straight up. And I, you know, I hail Milgram. I think he's out on the West Coast now. But if you ask him, mm-hmm. anybody wants to check, go ask. I guarantee it. I still have his business card someplace. Strange as that sounds. In any event, good show, baby. Yeah, man. You know, hey, Democrats. Okay. Whoever. Yeah. Anybody. You can't govern unless you win. A toaster that doesn't work anymore. Everybody get behind that toaster. <laughs> whoever. Whoever. A bunch just, of 78 year old white men. No, hey, you know what? What do you think Trump is? Have Trump it is, out. Have Trump just mud- had more plastic surgery. Oh, jeez. He's just got more bronze. Scalp reduction surgery is what scalp they say. He's got a donut scalp up reduction. there. That's what he's covering. Scalp reduction surgery. <laughs> It's not the point. But as you see, he's got a donut. They they take a section out and then they they pull it all in towards the center. Oh, I look the comb over. Show you back up. The comb over. I'm waiting yeah, for yeah, but that's what's going on there. Is like you those know. pictures of him are hilarious. Oh, yeah. That's what we need to do, and that's what God bless Bloomberg for saying. Hey, you know what? Where I come from, we measure people from the neck up, pal. Yeah. He go and then the tweet. He goes, you know, we know all the same people in New York. I don't know who you're talking to over here. One of the somebody asked him. Uh, you know, they all think you're yeah. a carnival barking clown. Somebody he was he was somewhere. A reporter asked him, "How does it feel to be, uh, you know, one of two billionaires in the race?" He says, "What do you mean two? Yeah. The only one." Did he? Did he say yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, I'm the only one. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and he God. said it real nonplussed, too, like I'm the only one. Like real matter of fact, he can buy and, and sell him. And trust me, trust me when I say this. Not only can he buy and sell, he can mm-hmm. actually afford to just buy and keep them. Yeah. <laughs> He can afford to buy and keep them. <coughs> you know, as a pet. As some, that was horrible. A, as some sort of amusing toy. Sorry, I didn't mean to cough on your show. No, that's all right. I mean, you got to ask right. yourself, if you buy them, do you get the wife too? I, uh, yeah. Ship her back. All right. Send her back. In any yeah. event, send her back. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Man, I like that. 
I'm just I'm really looking forward. I think it's great that he that he hired like you know an expert in narcissism and a comedy writer. To team I, I know. I can't. Let's hope. I can't wait to see the Bloomberg show. The Blo- <laughs> yeah! It's going to be uh-huh. great. I'm just, you know. In any All event, right. uh, we're going to come back in a couple of weeks. Do the same thing again. Who knows? I mean, between now and then. <laughs> yeah, who I, knows? I, Every day I wake up, I, I reach for the news. Well, between now and then, we've got the uh, we got the Nevada caucus, but the yeah. uh, the uh, South Carolina primary is the is two weeks from tomorrow. Okay. Okay, and then Super Tuesday. Okay, Super Tuesday, baby. Super Tuesday. Super All right, Tuesday. But we're gonna get you out of here with a little Russian free will, as always, for myself. And Grand Master Flash. That's me. Yeah, Los Georges. It is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.